0: and welcome back i'm mike with another edition of the turntable teachers class is officially back in session (laughs) hope everyone's doing well we got the 2019 year winding down and we have a very special last guest speaker of the year we have Haven with us, who is the CEO and president and creative director of Syndicate Clothing Brand and the COO of the Syndicate Clothing Brand as well. Dante here with us today. You guys, these names might sound familiar because they were names that Zafir and Washi have talked about on previous episodes. So, any of our current listeners that have heard us in the past, you guys already know. And, and if anybody new coming in, uh, these guys are the real deal. Working with a lot of hip-hop artists and also like i like we mentioned and also inspiring uh, a lot of hip-hop as well so we welcome haven and dante to the show thanks guys for coming on we really appreciate having you
1: oh, oh mike man thank you so much for having us we appreciate it yeah most definitely, I'll definitely i agree
0: yeah, guys. So definitely uh, a lot to talk about here. So I, we didn't meet the n- that night, but the first time I actually saw you, this is gonna sound weird. I, I hope this doesn't come off as creepy, but the first time I saw you, Haven, you were uh, doing a big speech at the very beginning of um, the Glenn event that you put on at Icon. Mm-hmm. That where I ended up, you know, seeing Zafir and watching everything like that. And um, I just wanted to say that you know I thought the, the close one. Thank you. Because you, uh, these guys, I know you guys can't see it. I'm gonna put these on our Instagram, but these dudes came in and gave me a T-shirt and a crew neck, and these things are unbelievable. And you know, your lines are just awesome. What you have so far, and so I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely, definitely. We, you know, we appreciate it, Mike. The first thing that we're we're about to be honest with you is is quality. Quality control is you know the most important thing, and and which successful for us for us is you know for Dante and myself. A lot of people feel that when they get to a certain point or the bigger they get, they start to degrade on the quality. That's something that we would never do is degrade on the quality because I enjoy wearing my own brand and a lot of people enjoy wearing their brand. And the thing is that, you know, we have built ourselves and continuously building ourselves. We're not quite there yet. There's still a road ahead of us in building a brand, but quality is the most important thing. Um, I grew up. On quality. Um, You know, I grew up in a family of of, of six kids and I'm the oldest. So my parents always bought quality because they said if you don't buy quality, the thing is that once you wash it or you put it in the cleaners, you're going to have to go back and rebuy that again. So a lot of the things that I've had was always quality. You know, my dad was a big fan of Ralph Lauren growing up. Oh, yeah. So I was a big, um, you know, before, you know, OK, Kanye was, <laughs> it, you know, he was the corduroy, con, you know, uh, you know, uh, the corduroy dude wearing a corduroy jacket and things like that. I, I was doing that in, back in high school. It's, know, fu- it's the- funny
0: how trends kind of like come back and forth, because I want to talk to you a little bit about that, too. Like mm-hmm. when you think of a new idea, like I know you were showing me some demos of some of the stuff you potentially have coming soon. Mm-hmm. So like what brings you like inspiration in terms of like when you're coming out with a new you know, line of something or a new idea? like
1: Yeah, you know, I, I tell you, um, the Syndicate brand is really based off the 80s. And just growing up in the 80s, there was so much uh, influence as far as uh, fashion was concerned. That was like the complete turn of fashion. That's when fashion was revo- revolutionized in the 80s. And if you look back to now, there's still elements of the 80s in everything that we do as far as fashion is concerned. I mean, and even some people try to bring back the '70s, but as you see, it never lasts. It comes and it just dies instantly. The '80s was that turning point, and that's why I feel like you know, um, we our brand is based off the '80s, but we add like that new touch to it. And every influence—that's where I get most of my influence from. It's it's you know, it's the '80s, part of how I grew up, you know, my background and things like that. And I put a lot of that uh, into when I'm designing. And to be honest with you, if other people who design clothes tell you that they don't get their influences from other designers, that's a straight lie. I'm just gonna be the one to tell you. I'm gonna be very honest.
0: My oh, man, it's like that music. It's like that really in anything. Absolutely. All of our uh, our listeners know like I'm a huge hoops guy. Yeah. And man. a guy like Brad Stevens, right? Right. Like he literally has gone on record and being like, all these out of bounds plays that you guys think I'm just like magically whipping out of my head, like it's because <laughs> I've watched a lot of basketball and I've gotten them from a lot of different people. Yeah. Maybe put like a new flavor on it or a new spin on it or something like that. Right. But. It's just because I'm a student of the game and I learn. And there's no shame in that. I mean, as long as you're not biting off of something else, like, or literally taking another idea, like, well, plagiarism to all my students. I'm like, kidding. Exactly. Uh, But like, yeah, inspiration is all about anything that you create. I mean, if you have no inspiration for anything, like, how are you going to create?
1: That exactly. You know what I mean? You have to to be inspired by something in order to create. For sure, man. And and that's Uh, the thing.
0: Now, even just like looking at dude like i'm not kidding like i know our viewers can't feel these until you know you Mm -hmm. go on their website and (laughs) get something to (laughs) yourself because these things are sick but no like i said the quality is awesome and i think that that's like it feels like like the quality like the cloth clothing like feels good and it really it's it's so funny i was watching um this documentary recently about like fast fashion yeah and how like these new trends i think like back in like these days like the 80s and the 90s they took like almost 24 months or something like that I think cause right. I don't know the exact amount of time but it took like a long time for these trends <laughs> to sort of uh, like begin based off like right. the production and the ideas and stuff like that yeah. and now apparently like they, they did like a, a study of one of I can't remember the name imagine been like Zara or something like that yeah, like, one of those yeah. one of the employees was saying something along the lines of we actually have 52 seasons quote unquote because every week they're getting a new crop of stuff And it's like, this is actually like very much affecting the environment. Yes. Like big time. Yes. So this fast fashion is actually like extremely bad. And it's because you're getting these clothes and then they're not good quality. And then you're getting rid of them or a lot of people say like, oh yeah, well I'm donating clothes. But apparently a lot of those, another study shows is like a lot of those clothes don't end up getting used. No. They're just there in landfills Sitting somewhere Sitting somewhere Yeah And the amount of water it takes To like make clothing And blah blah blah, blah. I could go on Like it was it was, And I'm not big into fashion right. per se right. So it just That was interesting to see And mm-hmm. like When things are better quality You just keep them longer They last longer right. Longer in your closet You know
1: Absolutely A lot of people don't understand too it, it, it does really affect the environment In so many different ways A lot of people Even when it comes down to t-shirts When you dye a t-shirt It goes through a hundred cycles Right Absolutely, a lot of people don't understand like the the process behind it. Some people just, you know, like like you said, it's fast fashion, you know, fifty two seasons. And to be honest with you, it's not only affecting when a lot some of these companies when they do that, it doesn't only affect. It's not only affecting the environment, but it also in fact it also affects the 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 process of other people and how they lay their brands out on the table and and try to bring it to the front. Because and the reason why I'm saying that is because. And it, don't get me wrong; it, it's about people being creative. And when you have other brands, and not to knock what Zara does, you know, or anybody else in this industry, but when you continuously, they said they have 52 season, that is crazy. Yeah, you know, it's wild, and man. what it does is it destroys when other people are coming out or launching their brands. It really destroys because it oversaturates the market with so much nonsense that shouldn't be there in regards to fashion. And, you know. and hip
0: hop has become the exact same way. You're looking at guys like, you know, these these mainstream artists, right. like your Futures, your Gunnas, and all these. I don't know whoever you want to put in that category, Lil Yachty. They all like, and again, nothing to knock on them. Like, go get your bread, like go get your money, whatever you got to do. Right. But these guys are coming out with an album every four months, and it's like, well, it's all kind of the same wishy washy shit. And you got a guy like Kendrick West and dropped anything in three years. Yeah. And it's just like. It, it, it over it just all that music just oversaturates, and it's this I'm sure it's the exact same way in the clothing business, <clears throat> it and, definitely is. Yeah, you know, you know, if you guys are waiting, you know, to make something quality and you're like, okay, I want to come out with the best product I can from right. my consumers, that's not gonna take a week. No, more, more likely than not, I'm guessing.
1: No, e- even when we do pre orders, to be honest with you, yeah, it, it takes at least. <laughs> Thirty days minimal. Yeah, yeah. For I can imagine. for that product to come back. Because the thing is, like, like I told you, we really want people to get a quality product. To this day, we've been happy to say we've never had any returns uh, That's because awesome. of it. Because we do everything in short, you know, short stint. We don't do long runs. Some people do these crazy runs. We're not into that. I mean, my my mind goes a hundred miles a minute, so. You know, when I do something, we just move on to the next and just do another small run of what, you know, we're we're working on, you know, what's right. next to come. Right. And the thing is, like, we try not to follow the seasons. So right now, D, correct me if I'm wrong. Like, we haven't put anything else out right now. we just sticking with the rain jackets. Yeah, because I was
0: gonna about to say that's. I feel like that's the only thing you guys have had yeah. since, right? It's just the rain jackets. And right. that was yeah. in September.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we don't really do that now. We have um, the track jackets. I did a revamp on the track jacket. So we have that coming in um, this week on the second. We have that coming in and also another tracksuit that I just finished up awesome. designing. So we're gonna be dropping all that stuff pretty soon. So um, there's so many more things that we have coming down the pikes. We just don't like to uh, drop them all at once, so to speak. And and Dante, I tell you, man, I'm up two, three o'clock in the morning dealing overseas with these guys. I, I rarely sleep. That's why, as I fair mentioned, <laughs> Yo, man, I can hit Haven up, and the dude's actually up, and he responds. You know what I mean?
0: That, yo, that's so funny because that's a quote.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You, quote,
0: you quote, just quoted that, man, heavy right there. Yeah.
1: So, you know, even even like D, like, you know, sometimes he has sent me stuff like in, in business. We're up. We're up. That's like, up, dude. Well,
0: that's what it takes sometimes. And that's what it takes. That's like, what it takes, yeah. And, and,
1: and, and, you know, doing what we do, you know, it does take up. They say the early bird catches the worm. It's the truth. So we're really, really, really big on that. Um, I'm always trying to stay ahead of the game. And to be honest with you, we're not even like those guys that like really try to stay up with the next fashion trends because trends burn out and they die.
0: And then the, yeah, exactly. And they're gonna come back anyway. It's like a cycle, like, right? Because I was talking to about someone else about this pretty recently. It's like I remember when I was a kid. So I'm a '90s, '90s and 2000s. Like that's when I grew up, right? And a lot of the clothes then were super baggy. Like yeah. you, you were wearing, you know, if you were a large, you were wearing an extra large. That was just the way it was. <laughs> exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and now it's all this European cut. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, and we were even having this conversation off air about like brands like, uh, like a Puma and an Adidas that when they, you know, they've stuck to these kind of trends that they're entire, this entire time or trends right. per se, because it was their trend. Right. Or like what they just knew and what they did well, right. they didn't really Kind of get into all these other trends. I mean that's just one example, right. I mean in moguls like Nike and Under Armour, I'm sure they're probably fine no matter what happens essentially. Right. but I don't know
1: and, and to be honest with you, it's so funny that you say European cut because as we mentioned you know off air about um <clears throat> you know Puma and Adidas, you know they, they state and, and the reason why I love those two brands, um, one in the Caribbean uh, culture. You know, my, my dad's from Trinidad and the Caribbean culture. This is all they know because of soccer is Adidas and Pumas.
0: Well, we, yeah, exactly. We talked about that because now all of a sudden Puma's getting into the basketball world right. because they've signed a few of these guys. They've signed a Terry Rozier, a DeAndre Ayton, a Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr., and, right. And then at Marvin Bagley, I think they believe they got as well. <clears throat> and, but yeah, they've always been soccer, track and field.
1: Right. And, you know, the Dossler brothers, you know, before they split, they had another business. You know, and Adolf Dossler. And, his you know, these guys, and as time even progressed and they went their own ways, um, like you said, you mentioned that they never really kept away or went away from what they knew. And that's what made them successful. And if you stay in your lane, you're always going to be successful. Everybody has their own lane that they stick to. If it's something that you want to stay really trendy, like I said, trends die out and they burn. You know, uh, quickly before in fashion everything used to be every two years. Now it then it went to a year. It's almost like the same with technology. Now everything turns over it's this, every it's three always months. Like that. It's nuts. And it's so crazy for you to keep up with all these things. You would drive yourself mad as a designer. Oh yeah. And as a company yeah. as a whole to try to keep up with the Joneses so to speak. So we took something a certain piece of nostalgia and kept that and just put a new wave touch to it no matter how you look at it it could be 10 years from now yeah it's still going to be the same and that's why i like brands like prada i like brands like ralph loren and if you look at ralph loren he was a type of guy he kind of reminds me of myself i'm not i'm hardly in the limelight i'm not everywhere you don't need to be you know what i mean and yeah. i feel like these guys kind of kept to their own they beat it their own drum, yeah. you know? They had their own drum so to speak that they, they beat and that's the same for us. So when it comes to these designs, I, I really agree and stick to the way and how Adidas and Puma really keep their designs. It's it never phases out. They can come back and bring a tracksuit, sneakers. Look at the Clydes for uh for example. You know the, the Puma Clydes, when they first came about and look to today, we're in, you know, Going into twenty twenty, those are still fashionable. Yeah. And to be honest with you, you look at which I have on right now. You can look at a pair of the Gucci's. There's these are mocked after Stan Smiths and the Clydes. Tom Ford took a look at it, and that's where I go. We go back to where people take elements and then they make it their own. Yep. For me, Tom Ford is one of the best designers because this guy takes. He's another guy like he. It seems like it's very simple, but his pieces say so much being that. And that's the same way what like Prada.
0: Sometimes less is more. Right. A lot of the times.
1: Exactly. And that's the same way we think when it comes to design. Like some people, you know, we don't go heavy with the mocking of our logo. Maybe, you know, once in a while we we'll do some some pieces that might be over and centric, you know, centric with the brand's label on it and stuff like right. that. But if you look at it, what it is, the piece itself is so simple that we do that to embellish it just a little bit you know what i mean and i feel like that's absolutely what we do with the brand and that's how we you know we try to and, and to be honest with you those are some of my favorite you know uh brands that are out there puma yeah adidas and hopefully in the near future we will be working and be part of that puma family as far as collaborations are concerned
0: yeah so so are you allowed to speak on that
1: yeah, we, we, we can. We can speak on it a little bit. I mean, it's still in the works. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest, it's still in the works. We, we've been doing a lot of going back and forth. Um, designs have to be submitted and things sure. like that. But um, like I said, it's something that I grew up on. It's going to be very, very exciting. A big step Once, for you guys. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's if, a, if a huge yeah, step for a, us. That's really cool um you know we did this glenn levitt collaboration um that was that was, was a lot cool. of fun
0: and, and very well put well put on thank you for sure thank i really I, like i said at the beginning of the episode like i thought that it was just well executed thing. You. you got you had it was funny because you weren't just like oh hey here's my brand new clothing line like or my brand new rain jackets you were just like you had you had rhonda right yeah. with her book right yeah. which is separate from anything right that you were doing you had Marcel, Stefan, and shout out to Marcel who did our. Actually, right. oh my, God, I forgot to show you guys that. Marcel did our, like I said, he did our intro. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's pretty he's, dope. He's like the one. Yeah, 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 Shout yeah. out to Marcel. Marcel.
1: You know, any, any events that we have, man, Marcel, Washi, Zafir, these guys have, have great uh, energy. And like we, we said, we talked about off the air, you know, um, we had so many people who were in the works and who are, uh, you know, maybe quote unquote bigger artists in Boston but we knocked them off the roster because I felt like the energy wasn't there and also everything in life you have to have respect for one another and yeah. if you don't have that respect for one another that's how and, and want to build one another and things in life and just like you mentioned we had Ronda Viteri Rhonda, my degree is in technology, so I had at one point I was able oh, okay. to work for Rhonda. That's
0: interesting. Then that that, that yeah. I didn't understand that connection. Yeah, I was just gonna say that because I was just happy to see so many different kinds of creation and art in one place. Right, and even and then obviously Glenn Let, Glenn Levet presenting their new what was yeah. it Scotch or whatever it was. Yeah. So yep, and that's fourteen year old. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of people think like I mean, look back to as old old as the sixteen, seventeen hundreds, whenever wherever you want to look, like being able to make alcohol is actually like an art to some people. Like look at craft beer, how big something like that's gone in. Exactly. And so it was just really cool to see like three or four or five different kinds of creation. Yeah. Being all kind of promoting at once It was just an inspiring and cool thing. I didn't want to cut you off. I just, I just thought that 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 connection was really cool. Nah, you're not cutting me me off, Mike. This is your show. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: your episode, but yes, I I understand what you're saying. But I just want to—that's what I mean. It's all about love and building. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, brother. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, so it's like um, you know, and that's basically when Dante and myself sat down, we said we want to bring all the elements because Dante's degree is in technology as well. Okay. You know, that and, makes sense then. you know, just being, being able to, and Rhonda will be the first to tell you, she's like, you didn't work for me. I work for you. We work together. <laughs> we were- she's amazing. I learned a lot from her, uh, even from the business side, she's taught me so much. And even Jerry, Jerry, who was always her VP, like they've been together, uh, you know, and, 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 and working these different, you know, ventures together, for sure. different organizations, cleaning up these different organizations. Um, she has a track record of cleaning up. She 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 was at Barclays Bank, you know, in the UK. She cleaned them up. Then she moved on. Did her job. Moved on. I mean, amazing person, amazing individual. And as you got a chance to see, she's very down to earth. Extremely. Um, you know, uh, and that's why we had to have her. Had to have her book there. And she came out. She's like, you know what, Haven, your family. And when somebody tells you that, man, like, I'm getting goosebumps talking about it because that's just how she is, you know, and right now, you know, she's not even on the East coast right now, but she calls, she checks in on me, you know, regularly. If it's not verbal by text. That's so bad. And you know, how, what's up with you and D, you know, how you doing? Even Jerry, Jerry will call me, you know, what's going on, you know? And that's the thing, all those people we had on the panel, they're great individuals, Dion from Concepts, shout out to concepts. I mean, concepts is another thing. Dion, uh,
0: Explain to people That don't know What that is What is Concepts So
1: Concepts is a boutique They have one here uh, In Boston And then also Another one In, um, in New York City Right there They're in New York um, I mean These guys Come a long way And that's one thing uh, That Emery Mentioned to me When we opened up Our boutique He said to me Something very important He said You know what These guys set a pace They they have their own lanes Bo- He mentioned Bodega And Concepts Okay And he said, maybe you guys should go online. And and for those of you who don't know, Emory Jones, Emory Jones is, um, you know, him and Jay, you know, they go way back, and you know, they're in business together this to this day. That's in Jay Z. Jay is in Jay Z. Jay Z. Rock Nation. That Jay Z. Yeah, Rock Nation. You know, Rock Rock Nation Sports. All those different types of ventures that they got going on right now, and. You know, when I sat down and spoke to him, and, uh, you know, thanks to my cousin, she did the intro, um, Emery told, you know, the both of us, he said, maybe you guys should go online. And ever since we did that, it's been phenomenal. I'm not even going to lie to you. Yeah. And, you know, Dante's always like, you know, what's Asia doing right now? And true, you know, staying true to that, to that, to what he said, you know, we went out. And we put everything online, built out. We built our own page ourselves and went out there and went online, man. We closed the shop down, went online, and, you know, and, and it's, been, it's been a success ever since. It gives us more room to move and do the things that we need to do as a brand. And, you know, going back to, to, to Dion, you know, Dion and these guys, man, they, you know, a lot of people don't have the opportunity. Like Dion, when I spoke to him not too long ago, And I told him, I was like, look, we're about to sit down with Gucci. He was like, when I first went to Gucci and told him we wanted to put him in Concepts, he said, they laughed me out the door. Really? And I was like, are you serious? He was like, they didn't understand how serious I am. But you know what? He's doing all the collaborations with Gucci, Versace. You know, anybody that's big out there as a clothing brand, Concepts is really doing uh, these collaborations with them. Uh, Norface, you know, uh, um... Canada Goose They've done all these collaborations with these guys And like I said Shout out to Dion and Concepts Uh, They're doing their thing And I really appreciate him even He stopped his busy schedule To be a part Of what we were doing As far as Glenn Levitt was concerned To be on that panel And we appreciate everybody Rhonda, same thing Stopped her busy schedule To be a part Sheila you know, Sheila. Shout out to Sheila. Sheila is one of the head buyers at. For all you who don't know, Dr. J. Sneaker stores. You know they get all the latest releases as well as kind of like concepts and you know all these other uh, sneaker uh, you know boutiques that are out here. And they stopped their busy schedules to be a part of us when we did this uh, whole Glenn Levitt collaboration. And to be honest with you, I'm a I'm a straight shooter. I'm very transparent. It wasn't an easy task to deal with gun Levitt, and I'll put that out there. And it doesn't—it doesn't matter to me if they like it or not. And D you know? Yeah, tell you how I am. Um, they wanted—they—they—they they, they wanted to control the list. And the thing is, like, when they first came to us, they—they they wanted to, you know, um, they told us, "Hey, we want to, you know, come reach a different demographics." And I had to explain to them, you know, that the urban demographic or urban community has changed. It's not only white. It's not only black. It's not white. It's everybody. And this urban style that we have is so many different races, creeds, colors. Right. And that's what it's all about. You know what I mean? And I said right now, you know, it's just about unifying that. And they, at first they couldn't understand that. And we sat.
0: That's a bit disappointing to hear. It was very disappointing. That's disappointing. And
1: some of the conversations I had with them was very disappointing. I'm just gonna be honest, and they can call me up and say whatever at this point. Yeah. Um, I really could care less. But at the end of the day, Dante and myself, the what you saw that night was us. The oh, lady, I believe it. Yeah. You know, I felt we, it. To be we honest, we had to yeah. really come together. And not, I'm not saying Dante and myself are not united. we always united, but we had to really come together and say, hey, I'm not sure what these guys are trying to do, and I'm not sure they are sure what they're trying to do. So we have to lay all our cards and put our methodology in place so that we are successful because not only their name is on it, they're the big brands. They've been around since the 1800s. We don't have that luxury of saying, or being a we're not a legacy brand. Let's we, we call it how we see it. We're still a new brand. This is 3 years. We've made a lot of, you know, steps, you know, and made some huge steps. And even to really deal with that brand, you know, I, you know, and I give respect where respect is due. They felt that we were the brand that was able to do it, but they took this footprint that we made, that we developed and took it and went around everywhere else around the country. And they didn't know what to do. They even admitted, like, this is our first time really doing this. So what they did, I don't know if you knew that it was a 14-year-old Scotch and a cognac cast. So I had to I ask. Didn't know that. Yes. Now. I said, "Who drinks cognac?" Nobody wanted to say. I said, "Most minorities drink cognacs. It's big in Asia. It's big. It's big. It's big in the black community." And that's
0: and that's not really where you wanted to go with with right. that, that night. You wanted right. to, you wanted it to be. And I, I, to be honest with you, it felt, it felt that way. It, yeah. I I mean, you had a mix of different uh, races within the, your performers. Number right. one. Okay. Right. Number two, with everybody that was there. Right. Right. And then uh, on your panel. Right. And then number three, I felt like the crowd as well was right. very, was just diverse in general. It was just a diverse night. And that didn't, that's kind of what I felt like. I felt like that was kind of the theme. Not only, like I said, just in terms of race, but in content, like, okay, We have a clothing brand here. We have an author here, someone that's been you know very successful in technology that you right. know, wants to share her story. We want to have three rappers that are here that are trying to share their stories. a, right. a, a scotch that's trying to create give a, a new product to their potential mm-hmm. you know consumers. like that's just what it felt like to me was just a bunch of different kind of people coming together.
1: And that was our whole plan yeah. was to do that and that's why we put Rhonda. You know, Dion, Sheila, and then we had Puma. You know, Puma from the VH1 show Black Ink. Okay. Puma actually cut his... He was actually filming. That's why he ended up coming a little later. He was actually filming that day. Left. Really? Ink, he was actually filming. <laughs> the guy left...
0: Black. What's Black Ink? I'm sorry. I'm, so I'm Black just, Ink, I'm not ink is a be, show... I'm not sure what that is.
1: On uh, VH1, mm-hmm. which is a Viacom station, which is, you know, they... It's about uh, tattooing and things like that. Oh, it's tattooing? It's a tattooing show. I'm shocked.
0: I'm a huge tattoo guy. I don't know if you know. I know I've got sleeves on, but I'm a big, (laughs) I have a lot of tats. I hear you, you, man. I'm a a big tattoo (laughs) guy. Oh, that's it. Okay. so I I like, I watch a lot of Ink Master. That's like my show on Spike, but I I didn't. Okay, so Black Ink. Yep, it's a
1: reality TV show that's on VH1. And, you know, uh, Puma and Caesar and all those guys on the show, they've built their brand, the Black Ink brand. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, after this, you can you can look them up. Oh, I'm absolutely to see, going to see yeah. what I'm talking about. Puma, yeah, yeah. Puma supports us, man. Shout out to Puma too, man. We appreciate him even coming out that day too. It was um, very hectic. He came from New York to Boston, and he just finished shooting. So, That's insane. Just to tell you, all these people came together, and we did it on purpose to show Glenn Levitt the diversity in not only our brand but other people's in their, and, and other people in their brands. Because it's so important to see multicultural individuals in one room. Yes. Because as some people think, they might say, oh, I'm pure or whatever. No, you're not. You're mixed with something.
0: Well, We even talked about this off FH. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Like, and, that, and that's you, the thing. Yeah. We're we were, all, and, and what yeah.
1: syndicate means is bringing like-minded individuals together for the same purpose. And that's the reason why we named a brand syndicate. And. We 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 were, when we were thinking of this, this 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 uh you know the name, I was like, what am I gonna name the brand? Cause I really want to be something that, you know, doesn't have, somewhat no genre, so to speak. No one can say, well, that's a that's a black brand or that's a white brand. I don't I didn't want any of that, you know. And when I was in my place of religion, and as I told you before, I'm a Jehovah's Witness. There was a syndicate, magaz magazine or newspaper that we used to distribute in the early 1900s and it was called a syndicate and huh. I was like that's it right there and that's where you found it and that's where huh. I found the name and we kept the dots in the middle because of how it sounded, out syndicate well it's yeah it's the way right. that you
0: would phonetically say it as that's an English right. teacher right, right. that's the, the abbreviation of it literally exactly yeah and yeah
1: So no, so no one would ever get the name wrong as well.
0: (laughs) Which we, which anybody that knows this show and like, I mean, has been on here. Like, yeah, we, we, we screw up names from time to time. All right. It it is, it is what it is. That's why I was, I even said to Dante too, I'm like, all right, like, how do you spell your name? Like, I just wanted to make sure, like, it's ironic that the English teacher needs to ask these questions. No, that was one I was, I was curious, like where you came up with with syndicate because it's, and when you hear the word syndicate though, too, another thing. Which is interesting is I don't you don't think I don't really think anything I don't think clothes I don't think anything specific right, right. It's something intriguing where you're like the name is it, it it invites you in you're like okay what is this really about right. and, and you're right and I don't think that your brand is just clothes like you guys no. are a lot much bigger than that and right. you've proved to be much bigger than that Thank you and and especially in like I said even like that's why you were a good fit to have on not only because of not only like your successes but just in general that your connection to, to music mm-hmm. and specific, particular hip-hop like you know right uh, i mean at the Levitt event mm-hmm. you had hip-hop artists right and yeah. i know you mentioning that some of your lines have even been on love and hip-hop yeah. on vh1 yeah. so like you there's that cross connection and cross branding there where like okay you have a, a brand here that what does fit in hip-hop and right. today's modern hip-hop yeah and yeah, and it's and it's and it's simple enough. Like I, I can't stand like clothes with huge logos that are just right. like and all these like flashy, gotsy nonsense. Like right. yours is just it's clean. It's con- like you've always said it's consistent, and you don't right. put too much into it. It's just kind of like
1: right. And that's the thing. Like when it comes to clothing, like I said, you know, some things are very, very trendy, but we try to stay off the radar when it comes when it go when it comes to that. And I will tell you why, because when you keep something simple and clean, it's it, it, it's just always it wears well with it. It's, it's yeah. going yeah, it, it goes yeah. with everything, and not, and not only that, it's it never goes out of style. Exactly, it never goes yes. out of style. You can't say, oh man, this florals are out. I can't do florals. Exactly, yeah, you I mean, know what you, I'm yeah, saying? If you only do
0: like, <laughs> florals, it's not exactly no hundred percent right. Anything you do, yeah. but, and that, yeah, and that's exactly. why
1: one of my favorite uh, designers, as I mentioned earlier, is Tom Ford. Tom Ford, the guy, when he designs. It's clean. Yeah. No matter yeah. what he does. Even with the silhouettes, like when he came out with the Gucci sneakers, uh, very clean. And even Dapper Dan, like a lot of people see Dapper Dan, they might say, like, it's, it's not gaudy. Like, if you really look at what he has on, mm-hmm. it's clean. Yep. And a lot of people don't know. And sh- Yo, shout out to Dapper Dan as well. Dapper Dan, when we had a chance to talk to him in New York City, He was just such a great inspiration he was like we need guys like you that when they do a collaboration with a bigger brand they have a voice
0: well yeah you have to speak up for your own brand and what you want and what you stand for because if you don't then your your message is gonna get lost in a bunch of different other people that you're you're collaborating with. and that's
1: that's exactly what could have happened with glenn levitt and the thing is no disrespect to glenn levitt but i felt that they didn't know what they wanted to do when it came to us. And, you know, that,
2: that's fine. And you fine. knew. And you, and you had a vision for I it. had a vision. Yeah.
1: They didn't really want to go to the vision. Do you know they wanted to bring on someone else to collaborate in conjunction with them? Because they felt like, oh, you know, these guys are not out here long enough. Or they're not a big enough brand and all these things. But I, I, I let them know. I was like, first of all, no brand in their first three years get premiered on Love & Hip Hop. Then on top of that, we were on Black Ink. And the jacket that I created for you guys was on black ink, so thank you uh, for the free promotion. You know, and, and, and I'm <laughs> unbelievable, just- Unbelievable, right? Yeah, like it's, it's unbelievable. Some, it is, and the yeah. thing about it, our jacket has gotten more airplay than anything that I've ever seen them put out, even with the bigger designers that they work that's, with and one around the country, even in LA and everywhere else. Because what we did is we took our time and not just put something together. We didn't want to put crap together. You know what I mean? Yeah. We wanted to have substance. Not only for us, but for the Gun levitt brand. And I and I told them that in the beginning, Dante and myself, is that this is something that we want it to be a 50-50 partnership. It's not just about you or just about us. And that's how we play with everybody. When everybody gets in the sandbox, either with us or we get in their sandbox, we want to make sure that we're highlighting that individual and in, 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 in their work and their accomplishments as it. well. No, it's, it's not it's, just it's about not one crazy. person. Yeah. And it's just like... You know, with the artists, we were very selective when it came to the artists because we wanted to make sure that their message was being brought across. And, you know, what's so funny when it came to them, we didn't even care, like, if our message got across or not in there. I just wanted them in. And then also, uh, Paul, we, we're forgetting about Paul Solo. Yeah. Paul Solo, that's a man you want to have on here. Paul from, Solo? Paul Solo. Unfamiliar. Look him up. He was the last guy who performed. Okay. He he's originally from Tanzania. His story is amazing. No uh, okay. His music is amazing. Zafir knows him. Washi knows him. He and they all want to fuse and work together in the near future. But um, creative, very creative guy as well. And how that came about is the crazy thing is that we dropped somebody off the roster, and we lived in the same complex at the time. And I said, Paul, dude, your music is awesome. Why are you? He said, I've never performed yet. I said, where well, you going to? You're going to on, on the 29th of August. Oh, like, that's right.
0: Because he did, what is it, one song, he right? Did and one he was song, the very last Troubling. person.
1: Troubling was the name. Troubling, Troubling, Troubling. Yes. Was yes. the name of the song. Yep. yep. <laughs> and that was a song. Okay, I'm remembering now. Dope song. Dude, his music is ridiculous. Okay. So awesome. that's I'm another gonna, guy I think right. you should reach out to. Absolutely. Look out. Paul Solo Music, I think, is his uh, IG handle. And uh, he's putting out a lot of great music. And. I think that, and like I said, man, it's not all about us. It's about also building. And the thing is, my my mom, even even including my dad, you know, growing up, they said if you burn a bridge, guess what? One day you might have to walk back over and you can't get across because the bridge is burned.
0: Zafir said the exact same, like not the exact same thing word for word, but he said one of those, those exact same things on this when he was on. And it's so true because you don't know when you might need that. unless that person's done you wrong. Right. Like I've had certain people, especially like, so I'm a coach, a basketball coach. And Mm -hmm. the coaching business can also be a little bit the same way. Yeah. you, You try to collaborate with certain people. Or, you know, you work with certain people, individuals, Mm -hmm. and, you know, people are just out to kind of move themselves up or or do the, and so within that business as well, and I I think it's just like that in any, any business you're in, but you're just going to come across certain people like that. And, you know, I have tried, even the people that have done me wrong in the coaching business, I still haven't technically burned those, you know, I'm I'm just like... Okay, if that's if that's what you wanted, how you want to handle things, that's right. that's fine. Yeah.
1: Exactly, but you know what? The one thing that people forget, no matter how big you are, one day that other person may become the key holder. They may say, you know what? You remember that time, and that's when the bridge is burned on their end, right? And they could that could be it for whatever you're doing, right? Exactly. And that's the thing that we've learned, Dante and myself, because I'm originally I grew up in New York, lived in L.A. And when I, before I came back to the East Coast, you know I was living in LA, and you know here, I'm here in Boston. This is where I settled my roots. This is where my wife is, my kids are. I'm I'm very family oriented, and you know I just feel that Boston. Sometime in, and and I hope you guys listen to this because even on the on the music side, fashion side, guys, listen. It's not all about you. There are a lot of fantastic artists out there. A lot of guys who, on the, on the fashion side, that are great. But I tell you what, a lot of you guys that um, feel that it's all about you, and some of them I ran into, and I would never mention anybody's name on. That's not what I do. I'm not going to shout anybody out like that unless you're a big corporate company. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, and that's when we, we do it, just, and that's just to make a point. Um, just singling out individuals is not really making a point, but as a whole, ever since I've been here in Boston it was one of the hardest places to, uh, bring recognition to any, to your brand. No one wants to work with each other. Everybody feels like they're the superstar and it's ridiculous.
0: You are not the first person I've even heard say that Yeah, either. It's, yep. it's, it's kind of, it's kind of wild actually. That's actually very true. Um, I met, uh, his name's, I think his name's Amir. Same thing with, like, when we, when you and I, you know, life just gets busy, but I, I mm-hmm. met Amir at Washi's last show, and mm-hmm. he has a podcast of his own, too, and we were talking about working together. Shout out yeah. Amir. He's an awesome dude. Really, really uh, chill guy. Yeah. And he has his own podcast. I think it's out of Tempa Zone, which I, I listen to sometimes as well. It's right. quality stuff. He's another, like...
1: I'm going to check that out. He's
0: great. Tipper Zone, you said? Tempa Zone. It's T-E-M-P-A-H. And, it, and Amir, if you're listening or when you're listening, shout out you, bro, and, like, let's let's chop it up soon together, too, because cool. he does about the same thing, that, you know, that we do and Mm -hmm. you know interviewing local rappers and artists and Mm -hmm. and people just in general like that you know add some kind of value but he it's he was saying the exact same thing yeah exact same thing when i met him he was like bro like no one in boston wants to collab right everyone wants it's and that's i think part of the problem with boston and why we have it in the music industry and a lot of the the clothing industries is because in new york and la you go there to find like-minded people that's right you, so true, so, man. You know what I mean? So and then true. when you come back to Boston, and I think it's just the way that Boston was brought up in terms of like when everybody migrated here, you know, you had the Italians in East Boston who thought, you know, mm-hmm. and they migrated there and they stayed there. And they right. were like, you know, we're true, you know, Boston. Like they were just too prideful. And same yeah. thing with the the Irish and the Southie. And like basically anywhere you notice like about Boston is I think that people tend to just kind of migrate Instead of themselves, right, in in their own little bubbles, and nobody ever wanted right. to branch out. And like Boston always has, I think even in sports, Boston has a classic chip on its shoulder, always, right. always. always, always. So it's just it for me, I I, I understand completely what we are talking about, and what in what we do is a little bit different because we're just kind of mm-hmm. interviewing people, like, and kind of just, yeah. but at the same time, we want to bring on people that are going to also, like I said, not only add us value but have something positive to say and something right. if you. If you didn't have anything positive to say or any, any positive advice to bring on, I wouldn't I wouldn't have asked you to come on. Right. right. And like, Absolutely. So it's like, you know, and but again, and also keeping in mind, you know, scheduling and just everyone ha- is busy, but you, you don't want to like just, you know, I guess like you said, you don't want to burn any bridges. But at the same time, right. it's like, but nobody wants to even... Make bridges in Boston, right? To start with, they don't. They don't want to build weird. The bridges. It, it, it's very nobody weird, wants man. to build. Yeah,
1: no it's, one wants to build. Yeah, and I feel that a lot of these guys and some some people are even angry with us. Like they're like, how the heck do these dudes get this far? They don't even hang out with none of us. It's because I don't have to. <laughs> I keep it plain and simple. It's how you move in life, and the thing is that my, my like my I always revert back to my mother. My mother always told me, you know. You treat people how you want to be treated it's the golden rule it's in the Bible it's a golden rule and the thing about it most people here don't understand that I don't know what it is in the entertainment industry I want to say they don't understand that and they and they look at things from a different perspective what perspective I'm not sure and I'm not trying to bring down Boston because I live here i respect I love it here this respect, is my
0: this is my home and like I right. always see it as my home and, right but I but I but I'm not I, and I've done a bit of traveling in my last couple of years, yeah. and I would never live anywhere else personally, just because I just like living here. But yeah. I will say this, and, and I don't blame you. Like, you know, Boston has a lot of perks to it, but then there's Absolutely. a lot of negatives as well. And and there's so many, and like, and that's not to. This is just like this is an ex, not the rule. This is these are just some exceptions. But I've met so many incredibly amazing people in Boston, same, and like same. I've like I, and I've built my life here, and. And yeah. I'm sure, as you know, you you chose to build your life here, so you do see yeah. some value in Boston, and Absolutely. there are incredible, incredible, incredible people here. But like right. I said, there is something—I don't know—it's weird. You're right, yeah. something about Boston that feels a little bit, like I said, chip on shouldery, yeah. like won't—that's not even a word, but you, you feel me, no, <laughs> I <don't>, I <laughs> trust chip me. on shouldery. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> nah, that's just, cool. But, but like it's it's just the you know the reality of it, right. and you and then people all often wonder why right. big names don't ever come from Boston, right? Like and, in, and, the, especially in the music and industry. You want to know
1: something crazy? It's crazy you say that because you look at Guru, I guarantee you, most people don't even know he's a Bostonian. Dorchester. Dorchester. Dorchester.
0: But he always repped. new I mean, he repped Boston, but not like that. He not, repped New York right. because like, that's where and, his and, and, career and, took and, off.
1: And you want to know something? If you look at some of the Guru interviews, um, he, he even said himself that there was such a chip on his shoulder here. No one wanted to put music out here the way he wanted to put music out. So he went and left, you know. And and the thing is, like, that's the thing. There's so many talented people here in Boston. If you guys pull together, let me tell you, they always say it's power in numbers. And if you can't understand that, you will never be successful in life. And if you are, look at what Cousin Stiz did. He left. He had to leave. It was time for him
0: to leave and he just had Freddie Gibbs and Smino on his brand new album right Freddie Gibbs who in my opinion we've talked about this on the show actually just talked about this on the last episode uh, that Freddie Gibbs and Mad Libs Bandana like in my opinion should be up for a Grammy Ab- it's absolutely. that good and he just had him. he was on Cousin Sis's album and yeah. Smino another it was just on the Dreamville album yeah. that's up for a Grammy exactly like, Cousin Stiz worked here for so long. He tried. And I don't know Cousin Stiz's story personally, but I do know that he was here for a long time trying to do it, and he finally just said, yeah. you know what, that's it. He I must wa- have.
1: I watched him over this, the last several years. He's a great
0: rapper too, by the way. Great, great and, dude. And, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: And, and I, I watched a guy and watched him climb the ladder, and I think it got to a point just from looking at everything. He said, you know what, it's time for me to break camp here in Boston. This is my home. Always will love it. And if you look at another person, let's go to the other extent of entertainment. Uh, You know, uh, Mark Mark Wahlberg. I mean, where where does he reside right now? He's between here and L.A. And there's a reason for that. You know, a lot of these guys, and he's from Dorchester, a lot of these dudes felt that there was no growth for them here because people don't want to work together. Yeah, that's the truth. and, And the thing is, then the people here become, they get these clicks and think like they're, I'm going to use an old school terminology. They think they're the bomb. <laughs> <laughs> and it's hilarious how they get in these clicks, and then they feel like they're the only ones shaking and moving and doing things. Yeah. And if you're not in that click, you're nobody. That's cool. But, you know, as a designer myself and, you know, my, my, my cousin and business partner, Dante, we feel like we can and have put Boston on the map. From a different perspective, and the thing is, like, yeah, I do tell people I'm from New York, but guess what? When I fly out somewhere, where am I coming from? From the BOS. That's the, I'm flying out of Logan Airport. It, so first thing they say is that, yeah, this dude is from Boston. These dudes are from Boston, and 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 you know things of that nature. But the thing is, like, we want people to know we're from here. But the thing is, like, you got people who are very, very negative, and I and that's the thing. Like, I don't like negativity. I can't deal with the negativity. And so many people we've come across, even in the sneaker community, there's so many people battling right now. Instead of them joining forces and saying, Hey, let's work together, people are literally battling right now in the sneaker game. It's ridiculous. Let me tell you guys something. Yeah, I design clothes and some people may, you know, I'm I'm a sneaker, you know, I'm into I'm a sneaker enthusiast as well. I love sneakers. I collect sneakers from all over the world. I have a crazy collection still to this day. Uh, some of the younger kids, the millennials, might not think my sneaker collection is the dopest, but it's not just about names. It's about the quality of the product, period. And that's why I don't, and a lot of people are like, oh, you don't wear, I don't, I really don't wear Jordans anymore unless they're ones. A lot of people don't know. I come, you know, I used to skate when I was younger. You know, and you know that the, the Jordan ones was the one of the original skate sneakers that was out there. That was the OG, and the Air Force Ones too. It was the OG skate sneakers. I had sneaker. pairs of both. I yeah, wasn't exactly. a skater, but I just liked, I liked the cut of those things. Yeah, and the thing is, is that you know, you know, going back to what I was saying, you know, a lot of people feel like you know, um, even when I travel, like they feel like Boston has like you know, like Mike said, a chip on their shoulder, and I feel like that that needs to change in order and and very cliquish attitudes it needs to change in order for everybody to be successful coming out of boston
0: i agree i agree and two things i want to point out that you said is like about working collaborating with you and we, we talked about this off air and I've, and I've talked said this on air a bunch of times too it's um you know getting people on your team that not only believe in you and your brand but also you guys all helping each other like for example like i had like i said told, i've said on the show a couple of times and like i told you guys off mm-hmm. the air Like my friends, Sam and Andrew, like coming on this show uh, to like help with our marketing side. Like it wasn't a matter of like, I've been friends with these guys for a while. And it wasn't one of those things where it was like, oh, you know, we're jealous of what he's doing or whatever. We wish we could do that. They're like, no, Mm -hmm. like, let me, I want to be a part of it. Like, let me, let me help you in the way that I know how to help you. Right. And they've been incredible. And when you humble yourself and you're like, okay. And I think uh, I've said this before too. Uh, I think the owner of the Houston Rockets—I can't remember his name off the top of my head now—but I've wanted to order this book for so long, but it's getting away at me. He—he he wrote a book recently, and the first chapter is literally called uh, "You Know What You Know and You Know What You Don't," or like mm-hmm. trying to figure out what you know and trying to figure out what you don't—something along the lines right. of that. And that's so important, right? So like, because like like you said, like you probably have a much different role than Dante does in your syndicate brand, but you guys work together to make that happen. Versus right. if. Dante tried to do his own brand and you tried to do your own brand. You might both be successful, but you'd probably be a lot tougher. Right. That's the first thing. And then the second thing, like about just consistently like having quality. Right. Same thing with, uh, so one of our marketing guys, Andrew, that I just mentioned, he showed me this book. It's another mm-hmm. book I want to get. Mm-hmm. And I think you, you might, like, maybe you've heard of it. And if not, I think you should you should get it. So it's called, um, I guess it's called the A Thousand True Fans or something like that. Yeah, I've and heard of that you've book. You've heard yeah. of that book? Yeah. Apparently like, you can basically serve as as a brand as a company whatever it is a mm-hmm. service if you have 1000 true fans you can live a healthy and like lifestyle off of that you, you if, if you if you're providing just a thousand people
1: yeah that's it you you know it's so funny you say that dante is a numbers guy he's quiet he's he's here people by the dante way dante is here dante i here i do want dante the room. I, <laughs>
0: And Dante, I do want to know what, what it is you, your your role is in, in in the in the brand, of course, too. I, I definitely want to touch base with you, for sure. I know he's just
2: been kind of like taking it all in. <laughs> I'm so sure. I'm more of the behind-the-scenes guy. Um, I don't really jump up front. I let Haven go up front. He does all the things. Everybody see him. He's the face of the company. So what I do a lot of times, i go behind the scenes. i watch everything. i watch what the uh, patterns are in the market and try to figure out how we can um, – how we can penetrate the market and put our own stamp there i always look at things more of not trying to fight in the red ocean look for more in the blue ocean where are the areas we can expand what companies are we looking for to do business with that other people are not looking at because if you can do business with companies that are growing or older companies but they're not what they used to be and you can make them big again it gives you so much more value and you can continuously. Build you're going to learn from them They're going to teach you It's going to build more bigger networks I mean as a syndicate We're pretty much We're building networks together Like-minded people together Some brands are going to be More popular and all We're going to do with them But we're also going to do with brands Some brands people like I said Are dying But it's always Like for instance champion People thought they were a dying brand But they came back strong So it's like How can we find the next champion How can we work with those type of guys of course we're still doing our own thing but how can we work with others how can we work with other artists in boston to help them uh we can build actual network out here and not just just in boston but across the whole world yeah and as you build with other people you just build yourself too it's this it's it's
0: all like it's it, it, like yeah exactly it's all yeah. a constant learning and then like I'm so happy to hear like I feel like I'm getting maybe the only people in Boston that maybe want to work together but it's just great I've had like you guys on the show Zafir Washi and the people that I've at least come across in this in this industry so far like in the year or so that we've we've been doing mm-hmm. this podcast like we've met a lot of people that are willing to work yeah. and work together and I think yeah. that, so maybe there is like a way that we can all kind of try to flip this over right. and and, and, right. and uh, you know make Boston a and, a mogul for it and and Dante you bring up such great points yeah. and about finding the areas where not only you can grow but like you can help others too
1: right and you know and you know what's so crazy you say that that's what the whole collaboration with Glenn Levitt and syndicate was about that collaboration was to change that and shout out to everybody that came. We appreciate it. You know, everyone's love and support of our brand, but not only supporting our brand, you also supported the Glenn Levitt brand. You want to know something interesting that another thing, key thing that uh, Dapper Dan brought out to us, he said, and I also mentioned it, you have to utilize these bigger brands, to to elevate what you're trying to do, or to level up, and it's not trying to, you know, say you're trying to be sneaky and or want to come up or, whatever. or piggyback yeah. them. You still have your own identity, but at the end of the day, it's about building with them and letting people know having a bigger voice. And to have a bigger voice, you have to go to these bigger brands and work with them. But you have to find some common interests. We did find a common interest at first with Glenn Levitt, but it went down the tubes quickly. But it kind of came. But you back. salvaged, you salvaged it at least. We and salvaged, right? Yeah. We salvaged it, and that was the most important thing: is that we salvaged it. Because you're salvaged not gonna it. have
0: the same like viewpoints as everybody, and that's no. just and that's just the reality of like life, you know right. what I mean? Like it's just it just is.
1: Yeah, and to be honest with you, I'm, I'm, goddamn, I'm sorry.
2: I mean, and also, like even the event, it gave the models actually also a good platform. Also, uh, everybody I mean, you forgot about yeah. them, but even they were there. They were able to. Built to their portfolio Now if they're at the event They got a chance to even Show the different places Like for instance One of the models Is working with Puma One of them actually Walked the walk- walkway During the New York Fashion Week it was just, Those models they were, They're were they growing themselves So it's it a big collaboration Of different artists Coming in together From different genres And it's just great Just to see Everyone working together And mm-hmm. that's one thing As Syndicate, as Syndicate We always We always Work on doing this building that Bringing those like-minded people together um, And we're going to continuously do that uh, People like the like For instance the models, the rappers We had Rondo with her book And we have any other people in the background People just looking, they not say lurking But they looking for an opportunity For someone to work with and they come to us later and Say hey we want to do something So
1: Another thing is that, you know I tell you this and I'm not saying you're a janitor Or anything like no, that no, but no. My mom always told me, you go to a restaurant, you go. You see someone cleaning, you respect that person because guess what? At the end of the day, they're working to get the same thing that you're doing, whether okay. they do it themselves with their own business, they're building, they work in a restaurant, they're building, you respect waiters, waitresses, janitors, it doesn't matter. We have to respect people at any level, it doesn't matter who the person is, and that's how... Dante and myself moved. And when I heard like you were tickle it, I love Washi. Shout out to Washi. Washi, too. our guy. Literally, that's my I'm brother, not even kidding. It's so that's, funny. That's me and D's brother from another mother. <laughs> he's he's awesome, dude.
0: It's so funny too. Like I've even I have just went to a show with him now. Like yeah. we're like after that something like that happening, like yeah. we're like boys now. It's yeah. not even like it's not like, oh, okay, like you came on my show just because and you wanted to get your story out there we had a great conversation right. going by like we're actually like we chill now like we right. talk periodically like free i would say most frequently and it's like i i consider him a friend now and yeah. it's like and that's and it's a cool thing. even like my buddy sam he was joking with me he was a guy who does our um our mm. marketing he's like did i see on instagram that you were at a concert with 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 washi and i was <laughs> and i was like i was like yeah He's like, you're hanging out with it? You guys are just hanging out? I'm like, yeah, yeah. we're fucking hanging out. Hell yeah, yeah we're hanging yeah. out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> he was like cracking up laughing. He's like, that's just like awesome. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my mom now, my mom listens to his his music. That's I mean, it's, just, crazy. it's so funny. Talking about our moms, like I know they're just like, you know, speaking of which, with your mom, um, I know we had a conversation about. You said that so she used to be signed to Motown. Is that is that My true? That's crazy. My mom used to that's be signed crazy. to
1: Motown when she was a kid.
0: So one last thing, and I want you to kind of talk to me a little bit about this because mm-hmm. obviously we're a music podcast, and yeah. how has music just in general, not even just hip hop, but I know you oh, I know you've worked with some hip hop artists now yeah. in the Boston area with your brand, and that's you mm-hmm. know bit one of the bigger reasons why we had you on. And but so why or how? It's just I should say how has music in your life how has it impacted and not only impacted your brand and your creative mindset but just how has it helped um just the 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 clothes in general like how does it has it inspired the clothing at all
1: oh it it definitely has and to be honest with you um my mom and, and and maybe I yeah I guess I owe that to my mother as well I know I talked about it a lot on this show but um she was a great human being she was everything to me and you know um and I'm a, I'm a mama's boy too, and I'm not afraid yeah. to admit it. But you know, she, she basically was music, if that makes sense. She was always singing, even when in dancing, and even when I was uh, before I was born, I should say, my mother had me at a very young age. She was 16, and I found this later on when I went to renew my uh, my passport. My, you know, they was like, oh, you know, your birth certificate looks crazy. We're gonna have to get a new one. So I had to call up New York get a new one and I found out that my mother was actually 16 and not 18. Oh wow. And that makes a lot of sense to me now uh, because of certain things that happened in life and, and things like that. But my mother was a brilliant person. She got skipped twice in school. You know, I I learned a lot from her, but Damn. music, she was signed to music to Motown shortly, but when I was coming that kind of ended her music career. She was 16 years old and back then it's not like today where they say, "Hey, we'll make all you know, the adjustments for you to have your music career. Back then, people were more family-oriented, and it was like, hey, you gotta take care of your kid first. You know? Right, right. And that was the most important thing uh, to my mother anyway, was to take care of me. You know, she had a baby, a young baby, but my mom put, she used to put the radio at a low sound to her belly every night. That's wild. Every night. And when it comes to you know, music. I hear certain sounds. Even when I draw and I and I do certain things. Like when I when I listen to music I see color. Wow. And Dante would tell you, like, when it comes to color blocking, like he says, like, you're so amazing at this. Even my sister who helps us with the marketing, my sister Ingrid, who helps us with the marketing, she was like, dude, I don't know how you do this stuff. Like your color blocking is unreal. Like even with the when we, Glenn Levitt came to us, and they were like, well, what are you going to do? And the way I put everything in sequence on there, I mimicked the bottle exactly of the packaging. And everybody, no yeah, and everybody was like, I don't know, I'll just put my, you know, my AirPods or I'll put my beats on and I just go to town. I block everything else out and I see color when I see, when I, I see color when I hear music and it helps me to actually... It plays a big role in me designing.
0: So, is it is there a certain kind of music that might like give you a different kind of color palette or color like concept, or is it just like it it could be anything you listen to? So, if I
1: listen to classical or I listen to jazz, it gives me more of earthy colors. If that makes sense to you, yes, it does. If I'm listening to house music, that's when I come with like
0: with some like kind of wild. Yeah, I I get like a
1: wilder design. Hip hop it could kind of go in between with hip-hop because, you know, hip-hop could be mellow.
0: Hip-hop is so great in that, isn't it? Right. Because I feel like there's some eccentric things in (laughs) hip-hop. Absolutely. But then you look at a guy like... Excuse me. uh, You look at, like, a Kanye West or even a NASAP Rocky. Yeah. Their stuff is... Their clothes are very subtle. And they're one, one shade of color. Like, even Kanye's... A lot of his stuff, it's very... I don't want to say the color is dull, yeah, but that's kind of the the style it is. Like right. it's not this eccentric thing. And then you go look at guys like I don't know, like a right. riff raff or a, or a, you know six yeah. nine, all these dudes with all these crazy colors that they got. It's yeah. like it's it's insane. So yeah, hip hop is a lot like that.
1: Hip hop, right? So when I when I when I listen to it, you know, I kind of um, and I'm very selective on music too i don't listen to everything you know what i mean yeah so, yeah yeah you have um, to be you like yeah. you like what you like in and, and, and each and, 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 and even in each genre there's some rock that i like uh oh, absolutely. Even alternative like if i listen to back you know listening to back's music it, i'm telling you man the dude is just an awesome producer writer you know i, I think he's a, a is an amazing artist um i listen to pharrell's old school music you know and to be honest neptune's i Neptune i'm a big n-e-r-d fan and I had an opportunity to meet Pharrell Childu. No way. Yeah, I what met him like? in record plant in uh in L.A. Really, let me tell you, he was mixing down music, so me being res- respectful for him. I didn't really want to interrupt a guy. I just said hello and kept it moving. I actually talked to Chad more so than I did. No way. <laughs> than I did him. And this is how the whole thing happened. It was a funny story. So I'm in the, in the studio with... um. My boy Details, who's a producer. He used to be okay. signing Young Money. And yes, I do remember that producer. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, Absolutely. if you know that song, You Don't Got No Worries, the song Mango with Lil uh, uh-huh. Wayne and all of them. So, yep. you know, like I said, an eclectic guy. Such a dope dude. And, um, yeah, man, just, you know, these guys at work and, you know, and, and what they do. And, and even, you know, that that, listening to these guys and their music, man, just really... Puts me in a mindset where I'm able to look at it and, you know, and, say, and, and, and and sit down, put my, so music for me plays a huge part in what I do when it comes to designing.
0: Huge. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing about music. It, 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 it is something where like, it, it's so helpful in terms of what, how you can, what you can learn from it and, rec- and receive from it. Mm-hmm. And even like, for example, I use a lot of music in my lessons, especially, yeah. particularly when I'm, I'm, I'm teaching poetry because it, it's yeah. very helpful to help with rhythm, right? It's very helpful in terms of tone and, and, and mood and things like that. Because right. if you look at a song like a poem, yeah. a lot of the ways in that, in a lot of songs, you can look at them like poems. Yeah. If, if you take into account the way in which they're inflecting their cadence or their mm-hmm. voice mm-hmm. based on, you know, certain emotion or certain feeling, that is so much more helpful to understand the overall meaning of something mm-hmm. and that's why I use music a ton and like I said, especially with poetry. It's right. so helpful in, in those ways. And so teaching helpful. some of those some of those terms and themes and things yeah, like that.
1: It's so helpful and so important uh to really um be able to sit down and listen to music because it sets the tone for me on what I'm gonna design. Right. It really sets awesome, the tone dude. for me It's yeah, so what cool. I'm gonna design. It's it's it's, it's man, this is so amazing just coming from a musical family in general because not only my mom my aunt was able to sing and then you know I have a lot of cousins like one of my cousins danced for Janet Jackson no way yeah and my other cousin was a dancer as well actually his name is Messiah shout out to Messiah you know that's he's my my first cousin that's my mom's brother's son okay um he's actually safari stylist no way yeah he's actually safari stylist um I really don't really bring him up like that or, and that and is not for, for bad reasons. I love him to death, man. He's, he's, he's been an inspiration to me too. He's done so many things in the business as well. And, um, you know, he's a great, great dude. Also, you know, didn't give us any promises with the love and hip hop, but that happened. Yeah so, yeah. so how did you get on love and hip hop? How did that like, was it because of Messiah? He's a stylist, but the thing is like, when it comes to different brands and stuff like that, you're not guaranteed to get on a brand. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, it has to go through, I guess, you know, the red tape or whatever. Like certain protocols. Certain and protocols things like and stuff. That. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, I guess we met the protocol. It has okay. to look a certain way, feel a certain... It's just so much that goes into it that I didn't even know. Like I said, that was like an amazing... We got a phone call. It was like, you guys know you're on Love & Hip Hop. That's freaking insane, And then, insane, you know, VH1. Dude. You know, those guys, like, they want to make sure you don't... You know, you of course, you don't want money from them. We just they on 10, what, 10.5 10. million? Something like that, yeah. the follower or viewing is, yes. Their platform is ridiculous.
0: How long ago were you on Love & Hip Hop? What year was that? Uh,
1: what was that, last year? That yeah, was 20 months ago, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, so
0: like very recently then? Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. so. So within, then, so within the year.
1: Yeah, and then on Black mm-hmm. Ink, same thing. Shout out again to Puma. Um, like I said, you know, um, yeah, the music, oh, man. I, I can't even tell you, like, I, I even grew up dancing. Um, I okay. give you I give you a story. Um, so CC Peniston, I don't know if you remember CC Peniston. Um, no, I don't. So CC Peniston was like she was like house type of music. More, yeah, yeah more on the house electronic, side, yeah. electronic, electronic. music okay. When it was becoming more big, more mainframe, or more it was becoming bigger. I want to say in the, in the states here, and she had this song. Finally, it's happened to me. Let me tell you that right there. Was I was like, yo, this song is fire. I had an opportunity. To... Love also
0: is big. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know what you're talking. I know that song. Yeah, Finally, I. I, I and, and yeah, I had I, it. <laughs> I never knew CC C. Rogers, but was CC Pennison CC Pennison, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Yeah, CC Pennison I had never heard. Yeah. I don't heard that name. So,
1: check this. So, I. No, that's
0: so fun. My I, cousins, I know what you're talking about, my cousin's dude. My cousin was like, dude, I got. This is like fun. a classic song. It's a classic yeah. song. I wasn't uh, born yet, so I know so, I'm really younger than you. Yeah. <laughs> 91, yeah. It was about, uh, it was about yeah. a year before I was a, even a right, thought. So. Right, right, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, I had to, like, you know, one day my cousin was like, look, my cousin T, you know, shout out to T Rock. You know, I had to. <laughs> You know, I know I'm doing a lot of shout outs on here, but these are people that I love. Like, oh, you should have you know? should have
0: been on you you heard the the, the Zaphir. Yeah, interview. yeah, yeah, yeah. How many freaking shout outs that man had? Jesus. Yeah. You <laughs> haven't, until you cap Zafir, you don't have to apologize for that. Yeah. And that's not a and when he listens to this, he's gonna crack up. I know. I that, so
1: <laughs> Shout out yeah. to Zafir, too, you know. Um so Cece Peniston, she did this show, my cousin's like, Hey, T Rock's like, Yeah, we got the surprise, we're gonna go down to this show. This place, I forget the name of this place, it doesn't even exist anymore in New Jersey. Um, just like a lot of, uh, things in New Jersey don't exist anymore. (laughs) You know, it's like the armpit of America, you know? (laughs) Cece Pennison was like, um, can you sing? So I get there. She did like the segment. She stopped the show. This was how
0: long ago? Tell me.
1: Dude, this is like, this might've been 2000, 2000 maybe 2000, 2000, this might've been 2000, 2001. Wow. And she was like, yeah. Um, she was like, who? She's, we were sitting in the front. And the take the, the seating there was so weird. It was like dinner tables almost in this place. Okay. It was like so weird. You know, this is the place we used to go, you know, back in the day. It was one of those <laughs> places where people, you know, like, yeah, like, you know, turn up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah.
0: Not your classic icon club, right? No, Which, no, it's not, not, a, not a classic <laughs> not, not, icon not club. Not like that even a little bit. You know,
1: that's where we went to turn up back in the day. And, you <laughs> know, she was there and she's looking at the front row and she's like pointing and I'm sitting maybe three or four seats from the stage. And she's like, can any of you guys sing in the front hair? And as you guys listen to this podcast, the things that I did hum, I'm not a singer. I'll be the first to tell you.
0: You're better than I am. Trust <laughs> me. The guy... I might be able to hold a note, but I can't sing <laughs> like
1: that, it. you know, but, um, so she was like, well, can anybody dance? And then, we had like 20 people with us and they all like pointing at me. Dude. They're like, hey, get up. You, you can <laughs> dance. You can dance. So I get on the stage. With
0: CeCe Peniston. CeCe
1: Peniston, And That's they did insane. it live band. No way. And she's like, if you can beat my dancer, I'll take you on tour with me.
2: So, no way.
1: Needless to say, I ripped her dancer down. And she was like, where did you learn to dance like that? And I went back to my mother. I was like, well, my mother used to go out to discos back in the day when she was younger, when she was pregnant with me. And she still was, you know, she went out, still put music. And I've always had a knack for dancing. That was just my thing growing up. Anybody that knows me and... Anybody that's friends or family with me, a lot of people don't call me Haven. They know me by Tashin. I mentioned that to yeah, you. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Which is like an Arabic name that my aunt gave me, which means ambitious. And, you know, she knew from young, she was like, this dude is, you know, he's some, this kid's something else. You yeah, know? yeah. Because yeah. even when <laughs> I was younger, I would mimic my cousins when they were popping and locking back in the day. I was, you know, very young at the time. But breakdancing was big when I was young. I was probably about five years old when breakdancing was really. Seventies well, and the eighties is when it really started to right. kind of break, 80s that, and, break and off. Eighties and eighties became real mainstream. Mainstream, exactly, right. And, and, and right out of New York, there's yep. actually
0: a really cool—not uh, to cut you off, but no, there's, no, a, no. there's no. a really cool uh, short story. Or mm-hmm. uh, well, not really a short story. It's more of like a uh, more of like a, a short narrative. Yeah. Um, this woman, Rebecca Walker, she's an author, and, and uh, it's called. Uh, before hip-hop was hip-hop and she literally yeah and I, and I teach it um along with my poetry unit because mm-hmm. i i bring in a lot of hip-hop on my poetry unit that i teach yeah and that's just a really cool thing for them to read because they start to see okay you know, like the like the adidas uh jumpsuits were like yeah. big back then and like you know they but they were like all red but you'd see all these people from different creeds and yeah. races and things like that but like you know when school was like a place of expression and like mm-hmm. so she essentially talks about like how hip hop and break dancing is what like brought cultures and changed literally changed the whole landscape of new york it did for like a young population
1: graffiti, graffiti all, of, all it. of it all of it, and
0: like apparently like in, in the narrative too she says there was like a kid i can't remember the name of the kid off the top of my head but the kid essentially you know like i said wearing a red adidas jumpsuit but she's wearing it underneath like a big coat and like different types of like pants so that way when when then when her uh when her family drops her off at school she takes all that off and that's what she's wearing for school because it was just it was the trend of like it wasn't it was taboo like everything is when it's when it's first like the older generations are always like oh that's crap you know what i'm saying like especially with hip-hop yeah i mean how how many times like the older older generation i'm talking like even like my father like and his generation like 56 they can't understand hip-hop no It took no. something like Hamilton for them to just yeah, to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to act like Ham- okay, maybe hip hop's not terrible and it right. is and it is
1: catchy and all these things. Absolutely. So it
0: just goes to show, like it's just so crazy that yeah, yeah, seventies, eighties is like the where That's the break where it, dancing happened. Break dancing. I was
1: yeah. I was really heavy into to break dance and very heavy into acrobatics, and a lot of that had to do with you know upper body strength and. All that you know, all that type of craziness, and it and it and it played a huge part in my life, to be honest with you. And I'm gonna be honest with you, music, dancing, uh, art, I I always, back in the day, I will probably be able to draw you verbatim, you know. No kidding. That's how crazy my skills you, used you ha- to be. You have that kind of like yeah. My my dad yeah. was an artist. You know, he he drew. You know, my grandmother and my 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 brother. Uh, picked up my one of my uh, the middle boy actually my brother Phil actually had the knack to draw as well, and I kind of left it alone for a while. You know what I mean? Like um, I lost this 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 book that I had. I did almost like the United Nations or Benetton of colors for the Disney character. Okay, so it was an Asian one. You know, yeah. it was just multiracial. And when somebody actually stole that book, when it got stolen, I stopped drawing for a really long time.
0: It like, yeah. It, 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 it kind of like hurt. It like hit you somewhere. Yeah. It hit
1: good. me. It hit me home. And I was just like, man, I, I don't even want to do this anymore. So I stopped drawing for a while, but always love art, always love music and anything I did. And any, even to this day, you know, most of the things I do I always look at it as art, you know, no matter your it writing. Is. Everything everything is art, man. And I always look at it from that standpoint, Um, you know, and it helps me out. Like I said, uh, when I, when I design everything that comes from me always stems from music.
0: And things kind of came full circle within that, right? It's like essentially you like all these creative designing moments that you have when you, when you have a new line of your clothes or, you know, or whatever it is you're, you're creating within the syndicate brand it's yeah. yeah that's why it's so funny like one of the first first times we got on the phone and chatted like mm-hmm. we, we went we went straight to that like yeah. oh music is this is why this is gonna this me coming on the show is gonna work because yeah. i have this crazy background with music yeah. and i'm like hell yeah that's that's amazing and that's yeah. and that is and in fact like for me yeah. music played a huge role in, yeah. in my life too and that's why i yeah. uh, why do you think i do a podcast of, yeah. uh, related to music it's it's just so important in, in our lives for a lot of different things like and uh like mental health and and just it it really just helps with it helps with everything
1: i'll I, i'll i'll share something with you Go i'll ahead. show you how much music is you know a part of my life yeah and that let me look in here grab this really quickly let's see if i can find it really <laughs> quickly uh I
0: still think that's insane that you went up. Did you? So did you ever go on tour with Cece Peniston? Did you actually?
1: You know what? My mom at the time was like, "Dude, you're young. You're not going she anywhere." Let she wasn't let me. It's so funny.
0: <laughs> and I'm sure everybody uh, insta uh, put that on Instagram too, right? Make yeah. sure you record it because I don't know if we can believe you. This this thing that's uh, if uh, you know it's not on the gram, did it did it really happen? So I don't I don't know, bro. Exactly. Did, this, I don't this, know if it, this is you might be lying, bro. Know, it's the Cece Peniston <laughs> thing, dude. Let me see the let me see the gram for. Yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. if, if You know, C. C. Peniston digs into her uh, mental archive. She can pull. <laughs> she can definitely. <laughs> no, she, you're not telling she, me that
0: in 2000, and nobody pulled out their iPhones to record yeah, exactly, it. Exactly, right? <laughs> They didn't experience it, really.
1: <laughs> they might have pulled out that big brick phone. You know there, was, I mean? there was no cell phone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. seriously, the one
0: that they had to, had ten numbers already exactly. programmed into it.
1: When you had to do like a smiley oh, face man. with numbers, you know oh, like that's, that's so funny. That's let me tell you, talking about tech, <laughs> I'm a tech, I'm a tech geek anyway. Well, yeah,
0: you said well, you said your background's in tech. my, so like my that's, background's, yeah. in,
1: my degree's in tech, I mean, degree is tech. But degree exists. Exactly. I tell you, the funny thing is when I met my wife, you're gonna you're gonna laugh at this. Okay, okay. So. <laughs> I met my wife in, in uh, upstate New York, Poughkeepsie. We met at a—one um, of my boys had this huge party, and he threw it at a um, a yacht club. Okay. So I drive up there, and at the time, I'm living in Jersey, no longer living in New York, so that was, that was a little bit of a ride. My wife was here in Boston, and we go to this yacht club, and I walk in, and I see her and her sister, and right away, my cousin's like— Oh man, who are those two girls? They, they're beautiful or whatever. I'm like, yeah, they are beautiful. They look very, you know, exotic. Like where are they from? So, me, I was the type of guy. I didn't like the. I'm not the. I'm not the guy who says, "Oh, heaven's missing an angel," and no. <laughs> you don't have some like crazy pickup line. No, or like that, no. You, know you want to I mean? know what's crazy? At a young age, I wasn't really a talker.
0: Bro, neither was I.
1: But in high school, that all changed for me, and. I just like to conversate with people. I asked where she was from.
0: I was the, so funny because I was the exact same way. Are you until serious? About high school, as you know, I can talk all day. And so yeah, can, we same, both can. Same hair, man. And I mean, I have a freaking talk show. I was for such a, a I,
1: I was such yeah. an introvert.
0: I didn't talk a lot at all. Not a ton until about high school.
1: Same hair. Yeah, same hair. And my wife, I started talking. Oh, where are you from? And then, of course, I was. Trust me, I was like the house king. I used to love house music. And I still do to this day. Like, I was huge on house music just because of the, you know, the drums and a lot of the 808s, same 808s that are using rap music was using house music. And I kind of loved it. And even the Jungle Brothers. I'm going back some, you know, house music all night long. House music all night (laughs) long. And they kind of flipped that and combined hip hop and house together. That was such a dope song. But getting back to the story, I had. Anybody and hey, hey guys and, and I'm going to tell you for all you new millennials, I know you guys dictate what we eat, what we wear now, what so we listen to, what we, what we watch, to, what we watch, right? everything. <laughs> and I'm going to just tell you guys. So if you don't just look up what a StarTac Motorola pager and phone, they didn't come together. They were separate. They were gray. <laughs> and to be honest with you. I always worked. That was one thing with me. I always worked. So it cost a lot of I, bread yep. to even buy that phone. And I think the phone probably at the time was 500. And the pager was about maybe two or 300 at the time. So I spent all together. I probably spent about 800 bucks of my own money that I worked hard for. I used to shovel, mow lawns, the whole nine yards when go. I was a kid, you know, so I think I was 19 at the time I met met my wife and I pulled out I was like, "Oh, let's stay in touch. I want to put your, you know, your number in my uh, two-way pager." In my, it my, looks like my a, two-way pager. not yes, my iPhone, my two-way my pager. My two-way pager. That is so and let me tell you, it was hot. It was fire. I was on I was on top of my tech game back then. <laughs> so this thing opens oh, up man. like a mini computer. It looks like a little mini laptop. And then my wife's like, uh, she was like, what the heck is that? She said, it looks like a mini VCR. So, this is to tell you how big this thing was. Oh my God. When I met her. But, hey, I put a number in there. <laughs> it worked and, out. And, <laughs> you know, years later, mm. we're married. So, that's to tell you, you know, how to, you know, this, you know the two-way pager work for me? That's wicked funny. Dude. Yeah, it might not have worked for everybody, but it worked for me. It worked for the eight-go, <laughs> oh, yeah. He's yeah. like,
0: man, this guy's got a two-way pager. He's, what yeah. does he do for work? Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, this guy's balling, you know, but that wasn't the case. You know, I just worked hard and, you know, got what I wanted, you and know? Now,
0: yeah, and now it's like, you yeah. know, you got third graders with the iPhone 11, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah. sick, man. I'm still on the eight, like, because yeah. this thing still works. Why am I going to get a new one?
1: <laughs> exactly, and, it, and, it, and it's so funny, like, well, my daughter was in brick and mortar. She's homeschooled now. She's seven, and my daughter Milana. So she's like, uh, you know, my wife was like, well, let's get her iPhone. So she has an iPhone six. Okay, plus. so one of the okay, so that's she got least, a oh, six. She plus. got six All plus. Right. Yeah,
0: is, is there a color on it too? Because yeah. I remember those have exactly. colorful. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, I'm <laughs> <assuming> that <that's... laughs>
1: so my daughter, you know, these kids, I think today in today's world that we live in is such a fast-paced, it's fast paced moving society that we live pace. in the kids come out the womb using the ipad and the iphone they just Bro. adjust
0: to it so well it's not good for like like i, I mean i've mentioned this a couple it times makes them like non-social non-social it doesn't help no. being social and also doesn't help mental health at all oh, man no, like it doesn't being so engrossed into all these all this technology like everything being at your disposal at a click of a button yeah it does something to us. It is doing something to us, right. and it's not always a positive thing. You right. Know, it really it, is. It, like, it, it, it is true. Yeah. It is
1: true. Um, it disconnects people from society. It does. It really you know, does. Unfortunately, technology it, is it, so good and bad
0: It's it's so ironic that it connects us more than we've ever been connected, but ever yet we feel so, so disconnected, disconnected at the same time. Yeah. It's kind of wild.
1: Yeah, and you, you know, talking about mental health, I'll tell you a little bit. Like with me. There was times like after my mother died like I would go through uh, spurts of depression and I had to sit down with a psychiatrist I'm going to be honest with you I had to sit down with a psychiatrist and kind of you know I'm a normal human being people was like oh this dude likes to dress he loves clothes he's in the fashion but I'm a human being we all suffer from different things in life no matter if it's economical it might be our living situation it might be something that we're going through at school work it could be anything that triggers depression it's a very serious matter but i tell you what again music has helped me in those areas me personally it has helped me in those areas and that's what i was about to play for you know when i get into these 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 things where i feel like i'm depressed or it's coming on that's when i even become even more creative and like i said i never put my music out i don't and this is something that I made this song specifically uh for my wife. It's called Final Love Song.
0: You actually made this song. I made this song. So I how created. did so how did you make it? So, so you made you made I used, beats?
1: I have, yeah, You've like a like a yep. pad? and I I used oh, to take wow. I used to take piano lessons, but I don't play that well. Okay. But I can carry a tune on it. Okay. Where when I do these things, I have like the mini core oh, keyboard, the mini yeah. mi, uh, audio, M-audio keyboard. Yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. I put about. the drum pads, the cord, mini core key, and I put it all up to my laptop, to my MacBook. No way. Yeah. And, and how I'm, long have
0: you been doing that?
1: Dude, I, man, even before that, I used to have 808. You've been making beats like that long? For that long. Really? I've had like 808s and I, and I stopped for a long period of time. I had the, the Yamaha keyboards. I had everything. Like. Set up in my room And I would do all this stuff You don't
0: promote this stuff This is just like For this your is, own This is just for Just my for your own. own Like as a way of expression And things right. like that And it got you through ex- some shit
1: ex- Yeah Damn dude That's awesome And, and I tell you this, this song I'm about to play for you I started it One day I was waiting um, For my Something happened to my iPhone So I took it into the Mac store They just replaced it But my daughter's with me And she's like Dad So they were doing this music session So this guy's like Showing you how to make music and everything we're using GarageBand, so GarageBand is like um, the training wheels for Pro oh, Tools. Oh, absolutely! But it yeah. pretty much has pretty similar all the same features. You yeah, know, you can make of beats
0: off GarageBand, right? Like, it's like, like so. For example, like what I have, what I do this podcast on is Audacity. It's like the exact kind of GarageBand type, thing. right? It's it's just enough what you need to create a podcast or like leave just regular audio and right. our equipment's obviously a lot better than, than right. our, our software. And we're going to, you know, we're updating all these things too, but like you can, that's a great starter point. It's yeah. Like these, these little alleys. Yeah. Cause they're free. And, and and yeah. And you could just, yeah,
1: exactly. And it's yeah. crazy how I'm there and these these guys, they're producers. So they're sitting down, they said they were producers. I don't, I don't know. You know, everybody says they're, they're something this or that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I just take what people, you know what they tell me and I, you know i absorb it and say all right that's what you are that's what you are and these guys were sitting there and the, the teacher the guy who's instructing said the instructor started playing everybody's music and my even my daughter was like that you, you how did you make that and the instructor was like you just sat down and did that like right now and i'm like yeah i did it like right now and he's Dude, like, that's wild. So I'm a, I'll play, I'll play a little sample for you. Heck yeah, yet, I'll play something. Yeah, it's called "Final Love Song." Like I said, I did it's this for one your wife? from wife. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. So. Okay. So that's like a little snippet of that. Ooh.
0: And then smooth. I like that.
1: There's another one like I did. It's called "After the Storm," and this is how this one goes. then the beat switches up a little bit that's why i named it after the storm
0: it's got it's got some kanye yeah it's it's definitely I can see why you were you were big on house yeah that that, that that has it some house influence What's yeah that? It, builds. It, builds. it does yeah, it has that build like like a house song yeah and it, it was funny too i was hearing some different types of things in that beat like first off the big thing what i've noticed was like those two vocal samples you used yeah those are super cool the way yeah. you chop them up i'm a big vocal sample guy so that's a yeah. great way to captivate me in the first place and then like those middle eastern sounding keys yeah. right yeah and then with that build and like using those vocal samples it, like you had the, you had the high pitched one and the low pitch one, using them, yeah, with as instruments, mm-hmm. huge, great play. That was really cool. I did yeah. that a lot, yeah. So, are, are you do you have that out just to stream? Is that like just no, out? or is it just you just have I just, it? As, I just have it, you at just home. have it as yeah. your own, like, and that's yeah, just yeah, man. You have. It's, it's a, it, I, I keep that's it in so, my archives, man. That's really dope, <laughs> but that's hey, that's that's really dope, yeah. Man. And and you absolutely. should hit up Zafir Washi and Marcel, and be like, all right, quick, guys. <laughs> bidding war right now from one of my beats <laughs> I, hope, I
1: hope you guys are listening to, to Mike right now <laughs> I'm just kidding guys I'm the, just kidding the, the
0: bidding starts at a hundred go <laughs> <laughs> which one of you really likes me the best <laughs> oh
1: man you that'd, know that'd be funny and, but uh, no dude that was awesome I yeah, love man. I
0: love the, like, see, I see the house yeah. a lot yeah. but it would be even you could play well with hip hop Yeah, I it could, could play well with hip hop. I try
1: to do that bridges the two together when I created that song really cool man yeah. You, but the,
0: you know what? I, I love that because I think it's really important for you to just say, hey, like, I'm going to do something for myself. It doesn't have to be for anybody else and things yeah. like that. Like, that's so good. And that's one of the things. One of the things I like doing a lot is um, so I make the kids, my kids do it too. is so yeah. we do journal entries, and it's more like less like a lot of them will have something to do with the content, but I always try to make it the journals always relate, relating our content that we're dealing with in class. Mm-hmm. Back to themselves, mm-hmm. and I I journal myself, yeah. and that's another way. Like like you, like I've dealt with a lot of things in my life as well, and a lot of it more. I've been a couple of spouts of depression, but definitely more so just anxiety. And I'm somebody yeah. that has dealt with anxiety my whole life. Like mm-hmm. it's funny you even see it saw it at the very beginning. Like when I had to do a couple takes of, of my intro, yeah. and I'm not I'm not ashamed to admit that. It's just because yeah. like when it starts, I just get anxious, and like yeah. I I get out of my own head, like. before when I was a basketball player before games Mm -hmm. I'm not kidding like I'm like borderline throwing up like pissing four times like in a 20 minute span like wow like literally feeling like I'm gonna jump out of my skin right and but at the time Mm -hmm. like I just didn't know what it was you know what I'm saying like I just was unfamiliar I was like oh this is just something that I guess people feel like I just thought it was normal Mm -hmm. until it got kind of out of control when I was in college and it like was getting in the way of things like that's when you realize like oh wait like Something's i have a problem and yeah something's yeah. wrong and like and i can go to see a psychiatrist and like oh this is like mm-hmm. actually really helpful it's not like oh crazy people don't just go to psychiatrists. like normal right. people right just go you go get that like i recommend that to anybody yeah. that i in, is in my life too right. like anybody that ever comes to me like friends family i'm always like go talk to somebody first because therapy is so great in the sense mm-hmm. that like mm-hmm. You go some to a, a person, right, right? That this is their job. Number one, number two, they are completely unbiased to your. That's right. To you, because you can go to your friends with these mm-hmm. or your family with these problems, and like, and I have some friends and family that are just that are my rocks. Like they help me with things, but there's some things you just truly need to. Right. You need unbiased opinions mm-hmm. on things, and that is a great part about therapy that you going in and they have no stake in your life per se. Right. They don't have an opinion and they can give you an right. unbiased opinion. Right. And you can take that advice right, right. because you know it's there's no um, yeah, there's just there's no bias there. Right. And and that's so important and it's actually so funny you bring this up because I was just watching this documentary the other day. or not really a documentary, but I don't know if you know familiar with the guy, um Hassan Minash. He does the Patriot Act on Netflix.
1: Nah, you, I if, I he used to work one. for Trevor Noah okay so he
0: basically what he does he has this show anybody that hasn't watched it definitely give it a shot give it a look because he talks about like big things going on in the world mm-hmm. today mm-hmm. and like does like little 20-30 minute like segment shows on right. it and like he kind of just does research and blah 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 blah, blah. Right. so we did one on mental health recently and it was unbelievably interesting to kind of to, to paint a picture of because he says um one of the things they did basically was realize how hard it actually is nowadays to get mental health services. Like they actually, the, the, these insurance companies actually make it really difficult yeah. for you to get mental health services. And I was somebody too that had that issue. Like, you know, you get this long list of people on your insurance plan yeah. and you call in all these places and <clears throat> nobody's calling you back. Right. And they did this whole bit where it's just like, and they really dug into figured figure it out, like, oh, wow, like, a lot of these, like, they're not, quote, unquote, like, medically necessary. And that's why a lot of insurance companies, they don't cover mental health. Right. And it's so important and more so than anything right. else. It's like... But,
1: but you know what's so funny about that you say that is that these insurance companies... Which is really sad, and my mom was in this business. We spoke about this. She used to have two group homes with mentally disabled kids and adults, and she has pulled people back from out of being institution, institutionalized. And the crazy thing about that is that, you know, some people, you know, not even not even some, but these insurance companies. Wait till you get to the part to the point of where you're completely broken down because that's where they can make the most money, exactly. When you're institutionalized, you know, they can heavy medicate you, the, the state will medicate the heck out of you, you know. And also, you know, um, you, and, and I tell you, i give you my own personal experience, which is you know, my brother, um, you know, when my mom passed away, we never really. Even me, when I lived in California, I didn't have a, I didn't have that time to really, to cope you know, with, like it, cope, really? yeah, to really cope with her death. Yeah, if that makes sense. It took some time because I was worried about my other siblings. You know, I had, you know, oh, five other younger siblings. You know, and my mom, you know, before she passed, you know, she said, you know, try to keep the family together. I have two. I'm the oldest of three yeah, as well, so not yeah. not
0: really as much, but I can I can relate on a similar yeah. level. you know, too, at at sure. the
1: time, you know, my dad was doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so. You know, everybody cope with that differently, you know, so, um, you know, my uh, my my brother never really had a chance to cope with it. And, you know, he like I said, I sat down and I spoke to somebody eventually. I was like, enough is enough. You know, these fits are anger, you know, always mad, you know, anxiety, heart racing going 100 miles a minute. You know, going into these deep states of depression. when you It's not, you don't want it's not to, healthy. It's not healthy for you. You know, it, what it does is it breaks the body down. And actually, if you get depressed enough um, or go through these states of anxiety constantly, it can cause your organs to shut down.
0: Oh, it's mental health and physical health it's, and emotional it goes health. Hand in it's hand. all hand in hand. It yeah, really, yeah, really yeah, truly, your, truly your is. Your liver. Your liver stops working
1: correctly. All of it. You know, and, you know, my brother um, just recently... Um, my dad, you know, I was a little angry with my dad, and I know this is kind of personal, but, you know, uh, just to tell you how important mental health is, my brother was going through a hard time, and there's things that he hasn't been able to deal with. I'm not going to put his personal business out there, but there's things that he wasn't able to deal with, and it started affecting him from a mental perspective. Oh, yeah. You know, you go into these deep states of depression. And um my dad didn't handle the situation correctly. He 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 tried to institutionalize my brother. And it wasn't and my brother's just a little he's broken, you know, in a way from a, from the standpoint of heartbroken, mentally broken from the things that he's gone through. I'm not and and it's not to say, you know, people are quick to call someone crazy, right? But you don't know what that person's been through. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely, and man. and that's the thing that I'm I don't that. like. And I have a cousin who <laughs> On on paper, she's brilliant. You know what I mean. And after her baby, it's her son's probably in his 20s right now. Hasn't seen him since wow. he was two. That's insane. And because her mom it's hard. didn't handle the situation correctly, and had her institutionalized. You know, my cousin, man, like it breaks my heart. She was living on the streets. I don't even know where she is right now. Wow. You know, um, had a nervous breakdown. Suffer from postpartum depression, which is another thing when people have separation anxiety when the baby is delivered. Yeah, um, there's so many different things, and when we did this thing on the rooftop uh, <clears throat> at the DoubleTree in Cambridge, we wanted to let people be aware of it because more than ever in the, the times we live in. So, was this
0: an event at at DoubleTree? At the DoubleTree. That, Double Tree. that you, and you guys put it? Did you guys put it on? You partner with them we, or no? You?
1: We we well we were not part we, with them. We didn't did partner, but we did it at. You we did, did it at their facility. Yeah, we did it at their facility. Yeah. So, what was the basis and of the event? So, the basis, Honestly, mental health. It but. was mental health, um, just pretty much uh, letting people know um, it was it was brand awareness, but our main thing was mental health for that particular one, because I looked at it and my brother was there. My brother showed up. He was there, and it just, you know, as it, it, so many people suffer from. From mental health, is more like every out of every ten people, there's at least three of those ten people that suffer from it's it. It's one in five. It's, it's one in it, five. That yeah. is
0: that is the new statistic as of now. Suicide rates have gone up almost twenty Tremendous, percent. tremendously In the last three years. And That's in the last know, three years Twenty percent.
1: And you want to know something crazy? The people, most people who commit suicide today are under the age of eighteen.
0: Yeah. That's a, it's it's just, the saddest. It is really sad. It's
1: the saddest thing. And a lot of these kids, even with the school shootings, like they, they say, we don't know why this kid did this. There's signs when people cry out for help. It's just that we're not aware of them. And we need to get educated on mental health. Much um, more than we are. Much more than I, we I are right now. I completely agree. It's not just reading a book.
0: It's still taboo, though. It's, even to this day. like, yeah. And I know a lot of people are pushing it. Not even just... Your, like. Just a lot of people, like brands, and 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 even like the NBA, like it's been NBA players that have come out and said, like Kevin yeah. Love and DeMar yeah. DeRozan, have talked about their anxiety openly yeah. to the public. Yeah, I mean, look at any a lot of music artists, their best works of all time. They've been somewhere. Like I mean, Kanye West has said the same thing. He's talked yeah. about. It. I mean, I know it's just just so much. That more that we don't understand about our brains and the right. way that they operate and not only that, but what we're doing in this society to this right. day. Right. That is affecting it completely. Right. And, and and it's still taboo, like I said, to like I said, these companies that don't wanna don't wanna provide this proper mental health, not only just the <clears throat> services, but like you're saying, just this, this, the quote unquote knowledge of it. Yeah. Like I don't remember. In health class, ever really truly learning about mental health, I learned about what, like, you know, what certain drugs would do to me, right? Like, not or us as just kids, right? Like, yeah. don't do these certain kinds of drugs or you and don't, and this is what how to keep yourself healthy and physically, yeah, yeah. like, what the right things to eat, the right exercises. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember ever really talking a lot about mental health. Yep. And it's, I don't understand the just the the taboo of it still yeah it's it's it still bothers it, it, it's me
1: a, it's almost like it's counterproductive. put it in the closet so to speak yeah and leave yeah. it there
0: yeah and people nobody wants yeah, people yeah. Say, oh, i broke my arm <clears throat> oh my god let me sign your cast oh yeah. i have i have depression like no one wants yeah. to talk to you it's right. it's it's insane it's like insane. it's, it's just like this crazy tab like i don't want to deal with that Yeah. exactly and yeah no like i me going to therapy was so helpful but the problem is, is like I said, like some people's insurance companies don't can't provide it, yeah, and also like we just don't have a lot enough resources in place like even this this documentary I was telling you about that what they did it on mm-hmm. there's about i guess out in in the Montana and south in the Dakotas, yeah, there's one psychiatrist in like a hundred and eighty five mile span wow. she has eighteen hundred patients. Like how like she, and, she must and, be burned out, yeah, but think it has of, to be yeah, not not only that, right, but also just like how many people can't get coverage, right, right, or like are traveling ridiculous miles miles to get to her to get mental health services because they're just they're they don't know what else to do yeah it's it's truly like important, yeah. I think, to like focus on our mental health more than anything it really in the world, is. like and, and you, it really and, is
1: and, and I tell you before I came here. There's a show, I forget the name of it. Uh it's on uh, it was on HBO today. And I sat down and watched the entire thing before I came here. It's these two cops in San Antonio, Texas.
0: Okay.
1: What they're doing and this is how severe mental health is in our society right now. That they decided to great guys. I give I take my hat off to them. They're not going to be able to cure, you know, you know, help the world, so to speak. But at least they're trying, right? These guys uh, now for the police officers—they're training these officers to deal better with mental health. Do you know this guy talked a woman off the ledge? He's approached people with weapons, put his own life. That at does risk. something
0: to you, right? That's exactly one of those professions that that should that should have been implemented that that should be an absolute must in you wanna, every police yeah. station but you know across something? the country. But you
1: know what is you know, what, and he said people will probably hate me for saying this. He says people when, when they're trained it's who's the most hardcore c- cop that can come out of you know out of that whole you know uh, academy at that point of graduation. Who can shoot their gun the best. But he one thing most important thing he said was Who is able to handle Someone who has mental health And you know what So crazy This guy has gotten so good with it That If somebody is Schizophrenic Going through a point where they Are seeing and hearing people You know he's able to He has a 95% rate Or 98% rate Where he's able to talk that person Out of what they're about to do because most of them are not violent individuals. The mind is such a... And guys, I hope you listen to this. The mind is such a complicated thing. Scientists still, to this day, have we don't, not...
0: Yeah, we don't fully understand. They don't
1: fully understand the brain. We don't. Only God, because he created us. But at the end of the day, scientists have not ever... And they, and they probably will not ever discover how the brain fully works. And... Once once you know this, you'll understand. There was a girl that I used to date, and very nice girl. And I asked what happened to her mother. Mother had this breakdown. Everybody has something in them, but it may it's just like cancer. It just takes something to trigger it, and you can be the same exact way. Yeah, it's life. consequences. The, the, the life that we live in, or life consequences,
0: the experiences that we life have, life experiences that yeah. we have absolutely, There's they so all, many shape, us in so all shape
1: us in some way, form, or fashion. And it's very important to take heed to all of these things because sometimes they affect us, what is really negative, and it breaks us. You got to remember, we're not perfect, we're so far away from perfection that it breaks us to the point where. We might need to sit down and really talk to somebody. And, like you said, when you speak to somebody, some people are like, well, this person's gonna be psychoanalyzing you. No, they're not gonna be doing that. They are a, a non, they're a person who's non biased to the situation. When you speak to them, they're gonna be able to help you in so many ways that, just like Mike and myself mentioned, that you have somebody who might be your rock in the family, you can talk to them. These are people you can talk to outside of your family, and they're not looking at you sideways and saying, "Well, maybe he needs to be medicated." No, everybody does not need to be medicated. People just need to talk to people outside of their family sometime to get through a certain situation. That's all to it. And, and, they, people, and they
0: can, yeah, and they can bring you a different perspective too. They can and, give you, right? And that's so you might think of not think of it in that way, or right. they might help you think of it in a different way. And you're just kind of working through a lot of these things, right. and 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 like I said, I've I've I don't go to therapy anymore, and it's because mm-hmm. I don't feel the need to. It's just I'm, I'm I'm at that I'm at that point in my life. Same. where I don't have to, and but there were two bouts of in my life, one for you know a little bit longer than the other, but I was going yeah. weekly, yeah, or every other week at the yeah. very least. Um, mm-hmm. two different moments in my life, and I'm not ashamed of it at all, no. and it's and it's yeah, helped me, me. No, there's no reason to be, and at first I was. And I think that's part of it, mm-hmm. and. You know, you kind of get these again, these negative stigmas attached to all these things, right? And you don't want to be that person. And, I, right. and I've had, you know, like you said, there's plenty of you know, women I've dated, whatever, that are like, Oh, you go to therapy, I'm out, and like you just don't understand, they don't just don't right. get they it. Don't and those understand. and those type of people that you'll never, right? Like you're never going to change their minds about things anyway, so you just yeah. might as well do things. If you want. So it's, you know, it's important, yeah, so it's very so really important.
1: Yeah, the next time you know, you guys see somebody out in the streets and you see them talking to themselves. Don't automatically think the person's crazy they might be going through something and that's their way of expressing or getting through the matter and <clears throat> I'm just telling you just from you know uh you know just from seeing this myself you know and just being around it um, you know helping my mother with her business and seeing people who really suffered from you know these things and you know don't don't be quick to criticize you know. It's very real. Uh, you know, it's, it's very, very, real. very 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 real. It really is. You know, don't be quick to criticize. Really listen and if, and and some of them might just start talking to you. Just take that time, listen to that person, and you have no idea what you've done for the day for them just yeah. by listening to the them. The
0: impact you can have. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's 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 truly I no, I completely agree, man. Yeah. So you but I want to circle back to you guys so what was the event you guys did mm-hmm. um at where was it getting in? In Cambridge, right?
1: It was in Cambridge, the Double Tree in Cambridge. And
0: so, what was kind of the, the the point of that event, or like why, like what were you what were you doing there exactly, with in, in regards to mental health? How did it kind of yeah. all kind so of coincide? so we,
1: we, we got um we got a guy who is a psychiatrist um, out here in Boston, um, and he works you know in a, in, a, in a facility, uh-huh. and but his whole his whole take on it is a little bit different from what everybody else is doing. Um, He's really trying to do things where people are not medicated because everybody does, like I said, doesn't have to be medicated in in that regard. But back in the day, they didn't... I'll give you a prime example. I had ADD as a kid, right? Mm -hmm. I was, you know, lose my attention all over the place, you know, and when I was in school, they... They used the term back then, which was really messed up. They would say, oh, maybe this kid's retarded or something.
0: That word, I mean, that's like a word you like you can't utter anymore, it's, right. and it's because, and, it, and rightfully so, because right. it has that just horrible connotation right. towards it now. Very, very, very it was negative. used in a very negative and derogatory way for a long time. For a yeah. long
1: time, yeah. and they thought I was slow and all kind of things, because I didn't want to talk to people, and I had 80, my attention span was very short, and things of that nature and what they really back then when I was growing up they would really have you rather have you institutionalized than to figure out what the problem is because it was the easiest solution it was the easiest solution it wasn't like them, I was not for you but right, for them right and it wasn't like know. I was zipping around the classroom I would sit there I just had you know it was almost like a nervous condition always moving around not paying yeah. attention drawing when I wasn't supposed to you know I was a kid you know but as an adult, I had learned to as as I got older, I had learned to to put those things in the proper place. If that makes sense.
0: Same, I and, was the exact same way. Like you yeah. use your anxiety to your benefit. That's, That's right. Why? Because it helps me with my my anxiety. Is actually, I've seen it almost as a good thing now because yeah. it's, it actually it was what fuels my work ethic.
1: Yeah, it definitely does. It, it keeps me, it, it, it keeps me up and doing everything I have to do. Yeah, it drives <laughs> me. You know, and, and and I'm gonna be honest with you some <laughs> some ways that almost has me like, I'm, uh, I am I want to be a perfectionist, if that makes sense. Oh, trust me. Oh, yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah that's know. that's
0: what you have. When you have anxiety, that's when you know you want everything to just be the way that you need it You right. want it to be. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So try to constantly try to make it the best it can be and perfect exactly. it. Yep. Oh, 100%. You know, so I try like, to, you're never satisfied.
1: Never satisfied. <laughs> 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 Zero satisfaction ever. Exactly. Oh, man. So no, That
0: is such a huge thing. So yes. you had the psychiatrist come on.
1: Yeah. So we had this guy, and he, he pretty much was, you know, he talked about, you know, how, you know, you don't always have to be medicated. He even said, told people how to get help, you know, where they can get help. And he even told people to come and talk to him after, and they can just just tap the guy on the shoulder. Nobody had to know what it was about, you know, or even realize that they were even being talked to at the time exactly you know and that's how and that's sometimes you know, something all some people right. just need that sometimes right and some people went and spoke to them. I was surprised some people hit, hit us up through, through the dm and was like thank you so much you helped me so much and I was just like what Hey, I
0: mean, if you change one person's life at something like that and they right. realize oh my god there is uh, an avenue that I can take Right. To be helped, right? That you you're 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 saving somebody from potentially yeah. It, it's yeah. so so and, totally true, you know true, and something?
1: Dude. This person told me, which almost literally brought me to tears, man. This person uh, told me that they were having suicidal thoughts.
0: That's that's the until cra- they that's spoke crazy. to this
1: guy. And right now she's doing. I don't I don't want to say her name, or anything, but she's doing very well. She moved out to New York. You know, still pushing through with her modeling career. And things like that. Dude, that's amazing. And, um, you know, I'm glad that it helped her turn things around for her and, and, and actually sitting down and talking to somebody. Yeah. It's, it's so important, guys. I mean, if you have these feelings or you have, you know, you suffer from, you know, depression or anxiety, please go and talk to somebody. And the thing is, like, Mike's not afraid. I'm not afraid. It doesn't matter how accomplished you think you are in life we all need to talk to somebody at one point in time or another to someone because it will help you trust me
0: yeah no it's it's amen dude and and no matter how you hard you have to push for your mental health to you know talk to your doctor talk to your provider like whatever yeah. like and, and if they're not giving you the adequate services you have to fight for that and push for that That's yourself because right. we all right. we all do deserve at the end of the day proper you know mental health and yeah. you know and, and trying to again like i said hold the people that are close to you and, and work off them and build off them and also yeah. work through and find Avenue, other avenues too. to, like I said, like I, I journal, I write and you, you make music and it's, and it's not for anyone else's eyes. It's just because yeah. it's just for us. And, yeah. and I mean, like, that's why yeah. the reason why I started this too, the music has been such an important part yeah. of my life yeah, too. Yeah, like man, definitely. I remember just, yeah, like I said, like not, even understanding what mental health was and what anxiety was and what these feelings I was having in high school, college was. Mm. And it took like listening to kid Cuddy to be like, Oh wait,
1: yeah.
0: I had someone else has these feelings too. That's, this is a thing. Oh, okay.
1: Like, yeah.
0: And you understand that you're not alone and it's you're true. not, you're not just crazy, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's so dude. I just want to say thank you for being as transparent as you are. It's, yeah. it's helped me be transparent. These are things that I haven't talked about on this channel yeah. and not that I'm not afraid to, it's just cause I, there hasn't really been an opportunity. So yeah. thank you for kind of having this back and forth with me. Mean, I think if this reaches anybody, even like I said, one person, yeah. it might help them too. So again, you're, it, it just, and it just goes to show the, the type of brand you want to lead yep. and what you guys want to stand for. And I'm I'm behind it 100%. We're yeah. we're all about equality and uh, yeah, and also absolutely. understanding who yeah. you are and who you what you want to do in life and yeah. that's that's what this is all predicated on. That's yeah. why educators, that's why we do what we do too. We yeah. we want to inspire. Yeah. You know. Definitely. And Definitely. that's and that's a huge piece. I started
1: we started putting up this post uh recently um and um I I'm, I'm I'm letting you guys know, man, like we might even do something and give back, you know, not might we're going to we just want to Figure out the right the right way to do it so that people definitely benefit from from it. Um, we want to start this whole campaign on um, uh, on mental health, doing T shirts and stuff like that to raise hats, awareness and things like that. That's awareness. amazing. I love that. Um, and basically, the, the, what I came up with is don't let anxiety be your enemy. So I love that too. And that's
0: yeah, and it's well, for a long time I saw it, Like, I said just use me an example. I saw it as my enemy, and now. I'm seeing it as, okay, if I can control it and maneuver it in a way that Mm -hmm. is actually beneficial to me, it's actually my friend. Yeah. Because anxiety at the core, what it really truly is, Mm -hmm. is when we were in our most primitive states, it's legitimately fight or flight. Mm -hmm. If you're in a situation that's dangerous or whatever are high stakes, are you going to fight what's in front of you or are you going to run the other way? Yeah. And a lot of times it was... You're running the other way because yeah. there's this giant bear in front of you, and you're just gonna run. Right, and that right, adrenaline's right. gonna make sure you get away, right. like in, the, in its most primitive mindset. But it works in any concept, like That's that right. analogy or that yeah. thought: fight or flight. Why am I having this anxiety? Like, try to figure out what is the root of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the most difficult thing for me, but also the most beneficial. Is okay. Yeah. I know now my root of it. How do I control it? How yeah. do I bend? How do I make it not my enemy? Yeah. like you're saying how do i make it my friend that's right and depression is a different whole it's a whole th- different whole ball game, ball game yeah. but yeah. it's in terms of anxiety the yeah. piece that's what i've learned about with when it comes to anxiety Same. yeah so you know yeah man. I-, I think that's amazing that you guys are pushing it in that direction yeah and then like i said in, that, in ingraining music in that too and just the mm-hmm. whole kind of the whole that it is becoming mm-hmm. i just love seeing it man uh, yeah. this has been amazing thank you yeah, so much for you. like sharing all this this is oh no problem this is man. really no great no problem man.
1: you know a lot of people you know look at our gas mask or the triangle logo um, we, we just you know what our brand stands for just not we, we try to live by the name that's one number two the gas mask represents filtering out the negativity of life
0: I love that too that's awesome and
1: the triangle represents the, it's the strongest shape known to man and we try to live by it when we unify and, and come together, such as a person like yourself, Mike, and Zafir, Washi, Paul Solo, Marcel, and many other people that we that we work with. You know, um, you know, even even bigger companies like Puma who let us in their houses, and Gucci, and all these guys. You know, we want to make that triangle, make something that's unified. The strength is there. The message is there. We, you know, anything we put out there, the clarity is definitely there as to what statement we're trying to make in all aspects. Even being here, like you said, um, you know us both being transparent as to what we go through in life, what we've been through in life, and being able to let people, because sometimes, I remember uh, my grandmother used to say, sometimes being vulnerable makes you richer. And she doesn't mean it's true. actually gaining money. She's just saying that what you would get back just from being vulnerable, sometime opening up, opens it up exactly. Yeah, you yeah. know, what I'm no, absolutely right. So that's basically some of the gems that she used to drop on us when we were kids. You know, <laughs> oh absolutely.
0: Oh yeah, you you get that those types of things. Like my mom used to say that too. You know what I'm saying? Like just being open to everybody that you come in contact with, and just yeah. really trying to. And you know, that's part of the reason why I'm a teacher is because like. I want to be able to, and that's why with my kids, like I don't allow them, like I I don't I don't try to shat, like uh, shy away from letting them see that I'm making mistakes. Yeah. Because for them to see me making make a mistake, it's like mm-hmm. not not like giant mistakes, but you get my point. Like, yeah. Of like if I spell something wrong or I pronounce something wrong in class, I'm not gonna like act like I pronounced it right and just keep going or whatever. Yeah. Or like, or if a kid calls me out about it, like, oh, it's actually pronounced that way. Oh, Okay, thank you very much for correcting me. Like, I yeah. like, I'm not gonna like. Get upset about that Or mm-hmm. act like mm-hmm. I have all the answers Like kids just like Has yeah. a question about something And I don't know mm-hmm. Why don't we look that up together Yeah And we'll find it Like yeah. we'll find it together Like yeah. that's transparency And then people just respect that I think more about When you are transparent With with, with each other Right It really brings everybody in you and that's when you think you truly work well together. Right. And that's why right. these those chips on those shoulders, mm-hmm. they really don't, they're not at there nearly as much anymore because yeah. you don't feel like you have to be right and you have to be on this
1: right. this pedestal, you
0: have to be at mm-hmm. your best all the time. Right. Because we are human. That's We're not at our best all the that's time. true. And, we strive and, to be, but we don't always get there.
1: Right. And the thing is like, you know, I'm not preaching to anybody or anything. No, like no. That, I don't mean this to come off preaching. Yeah, I don't think we yeah, are either. It's yeah. Just, yeah. just, just
0: the, just the, you know, the matter of the fact.
1: The matter of the fact. Right. And the thing is like, I, there was this article. And my religion, like I mentioned earlier, I'm a Jehovah's Witness. It was an article completely on stress and the things that people go through in life. And this is an article like really just talking about like what people are really going through, how to deal with it, who you can talk to. And just reading that and, you know, we I go out preaching. I go from door to door and you don't understand how many people were receptive to that particular article because... And it just let me know even more how many people are suffering from, you know, anxiety. It was all it's, about anxiety yeah. oh, absolutely. and depression. It's huge right now. And, and it's it's, 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 still, it's like one of the number one things right now that should, yeah. people are dealing with in life. And that right there just let me see, like, you know, you have to do more than just talk about it. You know, and that's basically why we... You know we're doing what we're doing, man. But
0: no, seriously, man. I, I like I said, I, I think that that's just such a, a great thing to to pair yeah. It together. Yeah. It truly is. Um. Before I let you go, and you've been, like I said, this has been amazing. Thank you guys both for coming down oh, and and, no and chopping this up. This has been even the hour we talked before. Yeah. We even put the microphones on. Like <laughs> this is just whole. The whole thing has just been super enlightening. I yeah. always do this with people before they go. So, Dante, I want you back in here. too. know, you're not much of a talker, but you're coming back in for this. I need <laughs> to know, all right? I always like I was like talking about this at the end. So, what's in heavy rotation for you right now? If I get up your your Spotify, your Apple Music, your your uh, vintage turntables at home or if you still got a 6 CD cartridge, I don't care what how you how you consume music. What are you listening to right now? What's what's in heavy rotation for you?
2: I'll be quite honest with you. City pop, like the old Japanese music like from the 70s and 80s. Okay. It's like Unfamiliar, so I'm gonna have to give that a shout, but <laughs> Yeah, it's like it's like the old school like funk music, but it's like Japan it was real big and it had their own like rendition of it. So it's like Donna Summers and all singing songs, but they have their own Donna Summers. But it's singing in um Japanese, it's pretty cool. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Are you an anime guy?
0: Uh, a little bit.
2: You like anime? I was yeah, about to say bit that. Bit. I feel like that could pair
0: definitely together. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, what about you? What's what's in heavy rotation for you right now? Oh, what are you man. listening to?
1: As I mentioned earlier, to be honest with you, um, I'm, I, I listen to everything, you know, but right now, I don't know what it is, man. I've just been listening to this new album by Beck. Yeah, you, yeah, know, yeah. Yeah. you were saying that. Yeah, Beck, yeah. I, 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 I haven't heard heavy, it yet. That's in heavy rotation for me right now. Um, I'm still a big, big a fan of, of house music. Yeah, you like, yeah. You yeah, so, that you, know, you know, Miguel Miggs and... Junior Vasquez and all those type of guys like I listen to that a lot um and to be honest with you I even listen to some of these new guys you know I'm going to name a few of them Washi Zafir, yes. Marcel like our boys <laughs>
0: well wash washi's album is a is suppo- i was just at his house and i was mm-hmm. looking at what he's got in the he's he's close to an to album yeah, time like yeah. he's gonna be dropping soon so yeah that's, that's... And you
1: you you want to know something washi man and and um and Zafar and even paul um i just want to thank you guys for uh you know both Dante and myself anytime these guys make a post or anytime you know uh washy's sitting in his studio this guy has a syndicate sticker. Sitting right there on oh. the dash of his, you know, he messes with you guys heavy. Yeah, it truly does. And we mess with him heavy, man. Like I told you, he's like a, you know, a brother from another mother. You know what I mean? He he really, man. Even when we promoted for the for 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 the event, Washi brought people out. You know, he you know promoted it heavy. Zafir promoted it heavy, and I know we live in a city. Paul promoted to have... We live in a city where it's play play, paid to play. That has to stop, too. Zephyr um, talked a lot about that when yeah, he was on. And, yeah. and I know
0: why I think did a little bit of that as yeah, well when he and, started. And, and I
1: feel bad for these guys because what it does is that it, it puts a cap when you guys... And, and being creative... And well, not even being creative, but allowing people to see your creativity. Exactly, and that's 100%. that's just pure. And even if you have the money, who wants to spend eight hundred dollars anywhere between three to eight hundred dollars just to perform to open up for a bigger artist? I mean, there's some artists you can go on 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 Instagram, reach out to them, and that's one of the things. To be honest with you, that's one of our great marketplaces. We have reached out to Red Robin to collaborate with them. Mm -hmm. You know, Dante spoke to you about brands that are not doing so well, but they need, you know, you know, we have, will we sit in that, in that, um, or at the table or in that box with, will we, our demographics are the millennials, which we talked about, which, you know, dictates what people listen to read and watch and everything else and eat. You know, it's unfortunate that we live in a city where so much pay to play is going on. And, there's a lot of guys that are out there that should be ashamed of themselves exploiting these guys and doing such things when people are just trying to be creative and uh, put their music out there.
0: Yeah, no, and, and like I said, I, those guys are putting out quality content too. Yeah, and, and and I, you know, it's one of those things where like I'm not just gonna have certain people on this show mm-hmm. if I'm not rocking with them. You that's know what right. I'm saying like that's, that's right. just, That's just it. Be it has to be authentic and. When I heard Washi's songs, I'm like, okay, I mess with this guy's music. When I yeah. heard Zafir's song, when I saw him live the first the first time, I, we didn't even meet that night, but I was like, oh, okay, like this dude's got the energy, like yeah. I enjoy it, and like I I genuinely do listen to their music, and like I was even telling you like mm-hmm. Marcel's song stuck with Christ- Michael Christmas. I play that shit all the time. Yeah, like, that's like a jam. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I I enjoy their their stuff a lot, um, and 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 it's just really important I think to to for them to. Like you said, be able to get their stuff out there, yeah, in the way that they should, and yeah. and, and it's unfortunate that they have it's to go so through all these loops and jump through all these, yeah, you know, you know, yeah. these, these hoops to kind of do that. And, yeah, and, and Zephyr was talking a lot about that on his episode, mm. and and that was not something I was really familiar with. I didn't understand that was a thing because my all, my always uh, thought process with that was that artists nowadays, especially with streaming be, taking over, that they make a lot of their their um, their money from from shows from and concerts. Yeah, and, concerts yeah. and that's when a lot of and the merch. That's really yeah. like what's driving their sales a ton now. It's not yeah. the streams because you don't get that much money unless you're a big name on the streams. That's right. So it's yeah. just it's just crazy that these yeah. guys had to go through. Yeah. No, but they they're amazing, man. And, and Yeah. Now they're in heavy rotation for us right now too over mm-hmm. here. We, we 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 bump them heavy over here. That's and I know up. we know our fans do too. So yeah. absolutely. And you know, the Col- Boston music scene's better than people understand it.
1: It is. It is. Like I said, there's a lot of talent out there and, um, you know, they just hopefully a lot of this pay to play nonsense stops sooner or later. And, uh, in closing, you know, I just want to say again, um, you know, and this is truly sincere. Thank you to all you guys. Um, and, uh, you know, thanks to my man here, um, who has an amazing podcast you know mike yo, let's 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 give it up for mike you know boys. I really um, appreciate that no seriously I, I mean, it means a lot that, oh, no to, doubt, that you guys no brought with and us that much to come on and yeah, it really it really means and, a lot and, and, and have these conversations and to be honest with you I see this podcast growing because you're a very uh, authentic person very transparent um, and that's important in life um, to be authentic and transparent because there's not too many of us left um, everybody <laughs> I, mean, I know it sounds, yeah. it sounds it's, <laughs> it's its a little cynical
0: to say but it is yeah. it is in, in a lot of ways it's very true when, yeah. when you find those kind of people that are right transparent authentic and true to who they are and yep. treat people yep. the right way you're like oh you, you we latch on to each other That's yeah. just the way and and, yeah. and
1: and one thing you know like I said you know you know don't don't be afraid you know whoever's listening you know whoever's listening is the world's listening you know don't ever be afraid to stay in your own lane. Don't ever be afraid to be who you are. And don't never, don't ever be afraid to express yourself because you being who you are is keeping real to yourself and not only to yourself, but to other people as a whole. And that's what I, I have to say. And from, you know, to everybody out there um, that feels like because you might be a little different or you have you do things differently than other people. Don't ever be afraid to, to be who you are and express yourself. And, um, you know, I just want to thank my wife and my, my kids my son and my daughter, my son, my son Isaiah, uh, who I'm very proud of. He's doing a lot of good things right now uh, academically. And my daughter Milana, um, same thing academically. And I thank my wife for being home uh, with them. Uh, Cause they're both homeschooled and um, she's jamming away. It's like, she's a school teacher. So, you know, <laughs> yeah,
0: you see it firsthand. I'm sure. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's, I that's see, exactly. Man. I see I it, it
1: firsthand. So, you know, when Mike says school's in session, my wife has it in session and <laughs> I, I want to take my hat off to her, uh, Angela. And I thank you. Love you. And uh, I want to, Thank everybody, once again, for being fans of the brand. I appreciate it. Yeah, guys, seriously. So
0: if you please, I mean, we're going to post them, obviously, um, on our Instagram page with this episode. But for anybody that's listening, follow their Instagram. And again, that's S-Y-N period, D-I period, C-A-T-E. Uh, that's on Instagram. And then you can uh, get to their website, www.syn-die-kit.com and take a look and see what they got for their clothes. Right, guys, I got them in front of me and I'm not, I'm not fronting. these things are amazing quality. And I mean, I feel like you can feel like these things are going to last and they're just, yeah, they're, they're stylish. They don't go with anything. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. And obviously you've heard their, just, just their message and what they stand for. It, it's just go support these guys, promote these guys and, and, you know, get on this, 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 this wave with them because they're really doing great things for not only Boston, but just the world in general. And we appreciate you coming on here and chopping it up with us for over wow. two hours. It's just been like amazing. Yeah. Dude. I thanks. Really, really thanks thanks for having us, have.
1: man. I didn't even know two hours went by to be dude, honest yeah, with you. Dude, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I you know, said, man, so, we both like to talk. We, we chopped. So. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, no man, doubt about it. Appreciate it. And, um, Hey, man, and I wish you much success. Uh, thank with you. The podcast. Yeah, we'd, lo- we'd love to have you back on for and, sure. maybe yeah. when a new
0: drop happens or whatever yeah, the case happens, we'll definitely, definitely. Especially when the new, st- you'll have to come by the new studio once it opens yes. up in 2020. Yeah, definitely have to yes. come back. We'll, we'll talk again. Yes, it seems
1: like uh, <laughs> everybody has a lot of good things for 2020. Yeah. And, um, you know, much success to everybody out there and much success to you, Mike. And Thank um, you, sir. You, you as well. And what both you and of you guys. what you and your squad is doing. And thank you again for having Dante and myself out. We really appreciate it. Of course. It again.
0: Guys, thank you for everybody for listening as well. This has been another episode of guest speaker. Thank you guys for tuning in. I'm Mike, class is dismissed.